0: Thanks for listening to another episode of SNTR Presents. If you want to support this podcast directly, you can go to anchor.fm SNTR Presents to support it with a paid membership. You can do the same thing on my main channel at sntrlive.com, where all the videos get posted. As always, enjoy the episode. hey thanks for listening to or watching another episode of sntr presents and if you're looking for all the various subjects that i'm covering in this video use the timestamps in the description below these usually end up being about a four hour stream so you're going to want to use those if you're looking for my specific coverage or if you prefer uploads this channel is a live stream channel we do have an upload channel go look for sntr shorts Uh, That is on YouTube, and we take the segments right out of this video, right out of this stream when we record them and we upload them over there if you prefer shorter 4-6 to minute uploads. We are covering today that Battlefield is going to have fan-favorite maps returning to it in Battlefield 6 or Battlefield 2042. Dark Souls 3 got an FPS boost on the Xbox Series X. Talking about that, talking about From Software games in general, we will be playing that today, showcasing the FPS boost gameplay on the series x and then red dead online got blood money and we're gonna be talking about why is red dead online still around is it worth playing is it worth checking out we have the details on that now we were going to really focus on the state of play live stream recap and we probably will watch some of those trailers and do some reactions and kind of break them down there wasn't much there i think people were really holding out hope for god of war ragnarok or horizon forbidden west they tried to give people sort of a heads up that that really wouldn't be the focus of the of the of that stream, and so there was a pretty lengthy video dive into the gameplay of Deathloop. Now this game isn't out yet, and so they're kind of going through and showing all the various you know things they could do. They also launched a game in early access, Arcade We were gonna check it out, we decided not to. There really wasn't you know much in the way of interest in that just yet so we will be checking out ender lilies on the sntr gaming channel today we have multiple channels for a reason and this channel is basically morning talk show and then we do what we feel like is the most relevant gameplay in the afternoon maybe related to what we're talking about like today and then we have the gaming channel for indie titles we're trying to do one hour indies over there and then friday nights i go over there and play with hilly so make sure you're subscribed to all the channels if you want to support all the various types of content that we're putting out there this channel is now basically leaning toward doing Q&A the entire stream. We don't want to just try to focus on one subject. That's really, really difficult, and that tends to make it hard on the stream itself to be enjoyable for a broad spectrum of viewers. So if you're a fan of my content and you have zero interest in Dark Souls, maybe you're really interested in Sony titles and the Sony say to Play. Maybe you're really interested in Battlefield. This gives you the opportunity as a paying member to show up and drive the conversation. You can start using the question command right now to submit questions as a paying member to get those in to the discussion about all the various subjects. Now, a little recap: if you missed yesterday, we did a stream yesterday, and we covered you know a, a variety of things. And the and the thumbnail was a little bit different. We're trying some different things with the thumbnail, mainly to consider the people who have never seen this show before. How do we you know get them to say, hey, I, you know, I want to check out that conversation so you can see there the sntr presents live thumbnail we talked about console cheating assassin's creed infinity as a live service elden ring new gameplay details as well as ghost of tsushima pricing on the director's cut we had a bit of a debate there the q a throughout the stream made for a really really great show we had a great time yesterday and we hope that you guys enjoyed that if you missed it you can go back and re-watch that. There were some really lively debates about Ghost of Tsushima pricing. That was a really good one. We did a lot of questions and discussion about cheating on console. Uh, we, we batted around the ball about how exactly could an Assassin's Creed game look as a live service game. And we're really hoping that this format of multiple topics where you drive it with your questions is a great way for us to kind of have that four-hour stream where there's always a good conversation happening. And I think yesterday was a hit we had a really really good time with you guys then in the afternoon we did play ghost of tsushima on the ps5 that was a a success a lot of people tuned in for that so thank you to everybody who tuned in for that we had a really really good time with that game i love that game i'm slowly working on completing every single thing that i possibly can and we're very very excited about the director's cut and ghost of ikishima as sort of an expanded experience and a new place to go new stories I may do a video or a talk or a subject later about how Ghost of Tsushima could become an ongoing franchise. That could be really enjoyable. So, this is the the, the format we're going to try for the foreseeable future. We didn't really change anything. We were already doing Q&A. We were already doing live discussion. We're just giving you more Q&A to enable that to really be what controls, you know, the flow and the conversation. I did not do a short video last night. You can see the absence. You can see the goofy thumbnail from two nights ago but we didn't do one last night i was uh i was out we went and did th- my wife and i went to our therapy session and then we went and got dinner and uh, it was really enjoyable and i got back too late to do one so that's why there wasn't one uh and you can see here that this is what is on the docket for today Q live q a about sony state of play battlefield maps returning red dead won't die and suffering at 60 fps obviously a reference to dark souls there i am not a dark souls player that that, that's not my wheelhouse that's not something that i I I gravitate toward but we're gonna try to start to feature more from software games on this channel uh, as a way to prepare for Elden Ring Uh, I need to kind of get back in the swing of things those games are really really challenging and uh, and I'm not I'm not very good at them so we are (laughs) we are hoping uh, to start to feature those games and you guys can enjoy my pain so if you have questions about Battlefield 6 or Battlefield 24 uh, 42 bringing back maps you can submit those questions now uh, if you want to pick my brain about the, you know, the, the the various the various topics there. You know, Dark Souls 3 getting this FPS boost, but it's not getting a resolution boost on the Series X. And is anybody in, in the audience, I'm actually curious about that, is, is anybody still playing Red Dead Online? I had a lot of big plans for Red Dead Online, it just didn't pan out. It was too difficult to do uh, fun stuff with Proximity Chat. And I'm curious... Did anybody watch State of Play? You know, Did you watch the PlayStation State of Play, and what did you think? Uh, because that was last night when I was, I was driving, so I couldn't watch it. So I, I went back and watched some of the trailers. Just kind of curious what you guys thought about that. Now, there's a variety of ways to uh, support the channel. Obviously, being here and submitting questions is a great way. Using that T-shirt command. Wearing a Tron shirt today. This one might be a little bit uh, older for you. You might not know what Flynn's is from, Uh, but you can use the shirt command. Always remember to use code LONO whenever you're over there on 80s Tees. That's been a huge, huge support for me. Discord's a great way to get your questions in early. Nobody's cashing in on this. I'm kind of surprised. Discord is, is a great place for you to hang out with the community, and I put in there the scheduled streams the night before, and I say, hey, here's everything coming the next day, and last night I put it in there and said, hey, we're covering all these various things, you can submit your questions in the SNTR general chat with the question command, as long as you're a paying member. So, if you want to kind of jump the line, be here early like you are right now, and submit those questions, or you can submit them in the Discord the night before, before That's a great way to ensure that like, it, you know, sometimes we get repeat questions and if you're first in line, you don't have to worry about being the person doing the repeat. Obviously, we're getting down to the final batches of coffee and uh, we didn't print the labels last night. So we'll print those tonight. So we got some orders and we, we we try to print those within 24 to 48 hours and then you'll get an email with tracking. And I was going to do like a little handwritten thing for all of the final orders of the first batch. We're down to, I think, the final 60 or 70 bags, and uh, we had about five or six orders yesterday. So if you order any of the Rageless Roast Light Roast, we're getting down to the final bags of the first batch, and we have the Light Roast uh, restock on, on route to me. I think it's supposed to be here next week, and then Dark Roast is going to be right behind it. So if you're holding out for Dark Roast, no worries, but if you want to restock your Light Roast, or you haven't tried it yet, The balanced acidity makes it really drinkable. Everybody has talked about how great it is for cold brew or they've, you know, given it to their friends or whatever. Now, the join button, uh, we're really wanting to see that join button and the join command just kind of getting worn out. We really want to see those memberships go up. We think Q&A throughout the show will help with that. Now, I don't want anybody to think like, if you're not a member and can't submit questions, you're not going to get interaction with me. We had a great back and forth yesterday about all of the different topics. And most of that was me going back and forth with people in the chat. So, and many of those people were not members. I mean, that, that, that is never going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, that's never going to be how we run this show. I'm never going to ignore people in chat. The question, you know, thing on screen is just a nice feature. And that filter of needing to be a member kind of keeps the troll questions out. We don't have to kind of babysit the spreadsheet. When those questions come pouring in but i don't want you to think like oh i'm not a member he's not going to interact with me we had a great debate yesterday about pricing and i got to tell you i don't know who was you know who was a member and who wasn't it was just a really really good back and forth and the questions can kind of serve a catalyst to that but again we would love to see those memberships jump back up into the 800s we're really hoping to get around a thousand members and kind of maintain that and we're trying to think of ways to do that if you have ideas on things that would maybe. Make you get or keep a membership, let us know. There's all sorts of different things we can do with the show and with the Discord, and uh, we don't want to ignore good ideas if you guys have them. We still use Twitter. Uh, If you use Twitter, you can throw me a follow, use the Twitter command. And you can use the tip command if you'd prefer to send me a tip directly through the SNTR network instead of Super Chat. But Super Chat is available. And then you can use our merch store as well. So, this is about a 10-minute intro that I try to record in the mornings. I'm trying to get it recorded so I can start starting right on time at 8.30. That is, that's a, that's a challenge. My, my morning's kind of front-loaded now. I'm getting everything ready with games and stuff where... We made some changes in the background with the workflow so that my evenings could be more relaxing. Creature's been really helpful for that. I was working too much and too late. It was killing me. It was killing my energy. And so if you're irritated, we don't start right at 830. I am sorry about that. It gives me an opportunity to kind of get going and get this video recorded and get everything set and installed and get my coffee and all of that. So I appreciate you guys supporting so, so much. Smash the like button. Get us our first 100 likes. Uh, if we don't, if we don't already have 100 likes, if we already have 100 likes, shoot for 200. Coming in every day right at the start and having the chat active and hitting the likes and all of those things, it really, really helps us out. There, there's, there's something that we're trying to avoid doing. I know we, we, we get in this discussion about metrics on the channel, and we, we don't want to talk about that too much. But that is an element of what we do. We are trying something that almost nobody else is doing on YouTube. We're trying to do variety live streaming coverage on a regular basis and that's such a difficult thing we're trying to give you a great show but we're also trying to do what works on youtube and generally what works on youtube is uploads so we're trying to navigate that and we're we we do not want to get bogged down in metrics but that is an element and so sometimes you might hear us say hey if you're new hey we're getting a good suggested rate that's us saying thanks to the new folks we we want to know If someone's clicking on this video because they found it in search results or they saw it suggested, we want to hear from those people. We want to be like, hey, you know, what brought you into the stream? Are you enjoying yourself? Are you even staying? Do you think I'm an idiot? Do you think this is crap? Like, we want to hear from them. So periodically, you might hear us talk about that. We're trying not to focus on it too much. It is an element of what I do. It's an element of, of, of how I support my family. And so that's why every time I end one of these intros, I'm like, listen, here's all the various ways you can help support the show and keep things going. Uh, we should have some new sponsorships and some new things coming to announce very soon so that you guys can start to support in other ways as well. Uh, with the various products that I might be using on stream, and that is just another way uh, to keep things kind of keep things going. We we love doing this, and we've been navigating a lot. It's been twelve months of reaction. I told my therapist last night, it's been twelve months of reaction. We've had to react to a lot of hardship, a lot of uh, harassment and abuse, uh, and and targeting, and that's been very very difficult for me psychologically and mentally. I've had a lot of breakdowns. I've had to have a lot of, you know, sessions with my therapist where we basically just talk about, can I continue to do this? Like, is it even worth it? And I think I can continue to do it. I think it is worth it. I think we can have good, meaningful conversations. I think we can create really good content and I want to keep doing it. And one of the ways we continue to keep doing it is the support is there. And uh, so the people that have maintained their memberships, you're going to start to see red badges in the chat very soon. That's going to be awesome to see that enduring and, 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 and loyal support uh, all this time that we've been over here. We've been streaming here for almost a year now on YouTube. And um, we just continue to try to f- shape the show in a way that gives you a great daily product, but also is appealing to new folks, new people, and and kind of plays into the YouTube game without getting into clickbait drama and all of that. So we think we have a really good formula. I I, I think the Q&A thing we did yesterday is really, really great. Continue to give us ideas and let us know what you think about what we're doing. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for another big day. And uh, if you're worried about State of Play, don't worry if you didn't watch it. We'll we'll rewatch some of those trailers. I think I can just pull up one of the sites and we'll just kind of comb through and just kind of you know, and then you can just submit questions about them. So if you haven't watched data play yet, don't worry. I'm seeing somebody asking that in the chat before I go live. So as always, smash the like button. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, you need to do that to talk in the chat. And uh, I'll be live on the mic in just a second. This is a recording. I know people are like, I got tricked. I'll be live on the mic in just a second. Thanks for being here. It's going to be a good day. good morning good afternoon and good evening thank you guys so much for tuning in for another morning right there a hundred likes as i get on the mic Two over 200 people here man strong start for the day we greatly greatly appreciate you guys being here and being awesome if you haven't smashed like yet do it we're still on the lookout for those red Badges in chat. They will be here eventually. The red, the red one-year membership badges. If you are looking uh, to become a member and join Q and A, you can do that right now by pressing the join command or using the join button. If you are new uh, to the stream, we appreciate you being here and uh, joining us for uh, for the morning's festivities. There's a lot to discuss, actually. We didn't watch State of Play, so I was thinking maybe that would be like the first thing we would do is like try to rewatch uh, State of Play and and sort of just give uh, give our thoughts and uh, and and just look at everything. I, we, I think people always set themselves up for disappointment when it comes to this kind of thing. They they tried to set everyone's expectations and say, look, there we're not going to talk about God of War Ragnarok. We're not gonna talk about, you know, Horizon Forbidden West, and people still th- were hoping for that. <laughs> and then they get mad when it doesn't happen. What's a good cat? I see you in the chat. Yo, Fat Lump, thank you so much for renewing your membership. I appreciate that very, very much. Enjoying that and getting your blue badge. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We will uh we will also be playing Dark Souls 3. Right, we'll be t- we'll be playing Dark Souls three today, and uh, that FPS boost. I-, I got Dark Souls three on the uh, on the PC, you know, I, I did, and it- 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 the-, the the thing was is we we got to the tree and I kind of bailed, which is kind of a bummer, but I didn't have it on my Xbox, so we have we've we've now. We've now got it on 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 my Xbox uh, installed and ready to go. And th- we'll, we'll see how far we get today. I- I'll probably be a little bit better uh, in the morning. Uh, I'm sorry, in the early stages of the game. Uh, <laughs> because I'm not going to be so far in it. I'm getting all your trailers here from State of Play. Yeah, I, I Tribes of Midgard does look really good. It really does. It looks like they've, they've got some good ideas. On how to handle that game long term. Uh, there was also the cool platformer Fist. Yeah, we got a lot here. Um, Hunter's Arena Legends highlight trailer um, that was covered yesterday. Really, I didn't know about that one. Okay, I must have scrolled past it. Yes, yeah, Sifu, They they had they had a, a gameplay teaser for that, but that has been delayed. Uh, people are pretty irritated about that. And then there was a game called Jet. There was a game called Jet. Yeah, there was a new state of play last night. I'm going to be trying to show you everything they showed off. I got all the trailers loaded here. Um, I, uh, trailers are weird on, you, on YouTube. Like, trailers get really, really weird. Like, we'll get demonetized simply for showing a trailer and i've never understood that that doesn't make any sense at all uh the central focus was the death loop gameplay deep dive they did nine minutes of gameplay um i don't know if we'll go through the full nine minutes but i'm good agent atwood thank you so much for being here dude uh so I, we we've, we we can we can do that to kind of start the morning. It's it's kind of awkward to talk about state of play if we don't actively, um, you know, look at everything. And so I guess we'll do it. Um, was there anything else? No, I was gonna say I guess we'll just go through. But then we're gonna end up looping through Q and A. Uh, let me. Let me drag the trailers here. We were gonna play one of the games they announced called Arcade but like the name is genuinely pretty awful. Like no one no one's even searching for it. I don't even think anybody knows how to spell it. I didn't know how to spell it. Like I was trying to find it and I kept misspelling it. Yo, what's good, feed? I see you in the chat. <coughs> um rockstar knows that they messed up on Red Dead online. Have they said that? like I we're, that's one of the topics this morning if you want to submit a question about it. I didn't even know Red Dead online was still going. I thought people just basically completely and utterly walked away from that game. I I, I, I thought it kind of fell on its face. We were gonna try and do stuff with it but like proximity chat, I remember on Xbox proximity chat was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. It was like, I don't know. I don't know what this is. We, we couldn't get it to work. We were going to try and do some fun stuff. And then it was like glitching out. And then I forget what the main problem was when it launched. I can't remember the main criticism. It was something with the money and the earn rate or something. It was like there was no conceivable way to earn money at like... Uh, there, were, there Basically, you couldn't progress, I think. If I'm remembering correctly, when Red Dead Online came out there was all this controversy about progression and money and everything else um, I haven't played Red Dead Online for like 8 or 9 months yeah, I, I did the, the Blood Money surprised me um, I hit level 200 and ran out of content, it was super grindy, yeah, there was something in the beginning that like, I, rem, I, I feel like I remember seeing a video and someone was like, this is how many hours it would take to do one thing and it was absurd the earn rate was abysmal and the gun prices were way too high yeah that's what it was okay so my memories my memories on 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 the mark here um ps5 dark souls 3 has been 60 fps for quite some time i assume the series x already had 60 also i mean i don't i don't know i don't know the details on how dark souls 3 runs on the playstation 5 or why it hits 60 fps did they do some sort of a mode did they give it a mode on the Pro that helped it? Because there are some games right now you can play on the PS5 that get great frame rate, but it's not because they did anything for the PS5. It's because the PS4 Pro stuff that they did enabled the game to get the higher frame rate and to run really, really stable. It has nothing to do with a PS5 update or a patch. It's just, oh, yeah, it ran better on Pro, it'll run better on 5 they're like gta online they have zero events to do uh and we'll get them as they go i assume just like gta did granted heist rally screwed people yeah i remember that it was always 60 on ps5 via backwards compatibility right but that i don't necessarily know if that's like something that they did again i think that's just the pro um there's, there still isn't train heist or bank heist playlist. I know they have crimes coming to the game, but it's still not what the majority are wanting. The Pro was unlocked, so PS5 just about hits 60. Okay. Red Dead Online is an amazing game, and I stand by that, but there's just nothing to do for me anyway. I, that's always the dilemma with a game like that. It's like, somebody like you, you got to level whatever. You said 200, I think, and then you said you had nothing left to do, so you walked away. And so you know the, you know you, you 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 ran out of stuff to do, but sometimes I wonder if when you go to play a game like that, if there's so much to do, you turn other people away. They're like, I, I, what the frick I'm not'm I'm, I can't do all this stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? I think that's one of the challenges is finding that right balance. like I think that's gonna be one of the challenges when they try to do anything with uh, what, what's it called um, uh, Assassin's Creed. You know, Assassin's Creed as a live service game, like what in the world are you gonna do? How are you gonna make Assassin's Creed approachable as live service? Like how? You know what I'm saying? You know, it, 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 it's those games are so dense and so substantive. If they don't spread it out, no one's gonna want to play. They're gonna be like, dude, I, I, I don't have time to even clear the map, and you're trying to add seasons and do new this and do new that. I think they make the need to make the map about the same size as they always do for an Assassin's Creed, and put about one third of the of the of the stuff as far as questing and all of that and then slowly fill it out over the year and that's how you create your live service feel you create a really good map and you slowly give people that sense of completionism but it's not all jammed into like one you know little tiny section what do you mean suffering at 60 fps Oh, Creature put that in the thumbnail and I just left it. I thought it'd be pretty funny. So what we're trying to do with that thumbnail, and I just don't know, like I look at it and I worry it's too busy, whatever. What we're trying to do is if someone's searching for any of the topics we're covering today, they'll see that thumbnail, they'll see live Q&A, and then they'll you know, obviously see the imagery and be like, oh, that's a channel doing live Q&A about this subject that I'm looking for, right? And Dark Souls... Is in the imagery and suffering at 60 FPS is supposed to be referring to, to Dark Souls. Busy day at work, Lonos, so I'll be in and out. Congrats on your almost year anniversary. You sir are awesome and deserve awesome stuff. Thank you, All I appreciate that. So we're we're trying to think it through. Like the, the 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 dilemma the dilemma is this. YouTube isn't designed for what we do, and we're trying to straddle that line. So right now, if someone's searching for those topics, Battlefield 6 maps, or Red Dead Online Blood Money, or State of Play, or or, or, or Dark Souls 3 FPS boost, that they'll see this in the search results or as a suggested video and think, oh, there's a live stream with q and I'd like to hang out, you know what I mean? I'd like to hang out there. Your live videos completely fell off my YouTube main pane. Congrats on a year. Yeah, that happens periodically too. We have people coming in and saying that, and I'm like, I don't know why that's happening. We're not changing anything. I have the featured video. I have it set the same way. We're always replicating the same settings. Like, we're not changing anything. The only thing we're changing is the topic each day. That's it, you know? And then then we changed the format, so now you guys can do Q&A during out the entire stream. But, I don't know, we're feeling it, man. We're feeling it. We're like, man, what a what a slow week. We thought we were going to come back and people were going to be really excited that we're here. And then it was just really, really slow. And we were thinking it was the topics. So we were thinking we had too much in the description. But, I don't know, man. I think YouTube's doing stuff and we're just along for the ride. So... The, the the good news for you is is that you can show up every day and you guys can drive that conversation. You don't have to be interested in every subject up there. All if like like Nightshade has already talked a lot about Red Dead online, right? And that's 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 one of the many subjects we're covering, you know? And so Maybe a shadow band? No, it's not that. This happens periodically. They just fiddle with the they fiddle with the website and then you fall off people's main feeds and they don't get notifications and, and then all of a sudden they'll fix something and then everything goes back to normal. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um YouTube might be delaying notifications. I'm getting them ten minutes after the pre record. Yeah, yeah, that too. I've had people say that. They're like, I don't get th- I get the notifications way after, you know what I mean? Um, so there's just all kinds of stuff going on on YouTube. Uh, They are, they're making changes in the background constantly. Our gaming channel just got some new features now that we hadn't had. Like you have to be a subscriber to talk in chat. That's a brand new thing. That's a brand new feature on YouTube. The polls in chat we just recently got. So, um, my last comment in YouTube was about AC stuff. Oh, you said maybe every year you change the era and every month you get new activities to do. Maybe add things that they wanted to add, they didn't have the tech for at the time, just my thought. Yeah, I don't know how they're gonna do it. They're calling it Assassin's Creed Infinity, so like or what are they gonna do? Are they gonna are they gonna constantly be adding to it, you know, for how many years? What's their plan, you know? That's that's the real question. Speaking of questions, we only have two. So if you're a paying member and you have a question about any of the topics today, uh I'm about to show you a bunch of stuff from Sony State of Play and maybe that'll get the juices flowing uh, with respect to questions. Moss Book 2 was announced. Uh, PlayStation VR. I don't understand why these games do... Some of these games with VR, I, I genuinely don't understand. Um, let's let's watch this and just see what we think. I, I, I remember the first one and thinking like... <coughs> I don't know.
1: There are those who look into the eyes of another and see opportunity. I just a don't soul do VR. To corrupt and twist. Their stories are the ones we fear.
2: And there are those who see potential the light within the soul, a chance to lift someone up to achieve the impossible. Their stories
0: rise to legend. That was pretty awesome, this so little guy. Me, the problem is, see the Q- problem Q- is, I, I'm pretty sure it's a VR game. Because her story depends on you. It's like a cute little charming action-adventure game, but I don't want to play this in VR. Can you play this out of VR? First one's VR only. I enjoy my PlayStation VR, but at the end of the day, I don't see it being a legit gaming platform. Only time I've used it is to show off to my family and friends, and that's it. Yeah, I'm telling you, I've had so many people debate that with me. I, I just I don't think VR has a, I just don't think it has a future. I just it's too hard. I think it's too hard to get people in. You know what I mean? Like there's too many barriers. Now, this is the one we almost played today, Arcade Ageddon. This is from last night's Sony State of Play. You know what, no, no. I'm not, no, I'm not doing this. I don't know what music that is. We don't, we'll have my music on. Um, I don't have any music right now. Every time I go to bring the music back on, it's like that the quietest part of the song. So this game actually looks really, really cool. It's in early access right now. Just fun, shoot 'em up, silly. You know, apparently the, the 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 biomes are constantly changing. You can play solo or up to four-player co-op. Just an over-the-shoulder, kind of arcade-ish, you know, third 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 person. It looks like there's even mini games. Um. Yeah, like that one with the bats. <laughs> that one with the bats looks kind of funny. Uh you know the movement and the graphics and there's loot all oh, there's loot i don't know looks kind of dope this is in early access right now lip window yeah the lip window popped up i was taking a drink so arcade again uh full game supposed to launch in 2022 so i don't know how much you can play in early access this is another thing they showed during the uh the state of play uh from sony and then we'll let Tribes of Midgard play. I don't think there'll be like music in Tribes of Midgard we have to worry about.
2: Hi, I'm Sydney from Norsfell, and I'm here to tell you more about how Tribes of Midgard will grow even bigger after launch with free season updates. Tribes of Midgard is a 10-player survival action RPG, where you play as an Einherjar, a legendary Viking warrior revived by Odin himself to stop Ragnarok. There are two primary game modes, the session-based saga mode and the endless survival mode that are all about exploring Midgard, powering up your character, and fortifying your home village to stand against giants bent on destroying the seat of Yggdrasil. New seasonal updates will change the way you play and add challenges for you and your tribe to overcome. The game launches with Season 1, The Wolf Saga. It includes new classes, exclusive loot, and a powerful new boss. There will be eight different classes to unlock and choose from. Let's take a quick look at the Ranger, one of our two starting classes. As you gain levels, you unlock game-changing abilities in your class skill tree to match your playstyle, like the lightning-fast quick shot or the powerful Slowpoke. Because classes are complementary, it's fun to have a bit of everything in your tribe. We're excited to see how your strategies will change as classes expand in future updates. Season 1 also introduces runes, which give you new special powers to customize your character even more. The Wolf Sega will launch with 30 runes, including the Might of Mjolnir, which adds powerful chain lightning arcs to your attacks. You can use multiple runes together, and the effects can get pretty wild. You'll end up with different rune combinations each session, so you'll always have new ways to experiment. New rune combinations each session. Part of every season are saga quests, a series of quests that will bring you across Midgard. In Season 1 saga, you'll unlock the ability to access a mysterious lair and face down your most powerful challenge yet. And the more dangerous foes you take on, the greater the reward. Speaking of great rewards, the Wolf Saga is stacked with season exclusive weapons, armor sets, and truly mighty companions. I love this guy. This saga. tribes of Midgard will keep expanding with more seasons that explore different parts of Norse mythology and add even more to the game. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you in Midgard soon on July 27th.
0: PS5, PS4. I Yeah, I don't know if that's going to be a multi-platform game or not. I really, really don't. The art style's cool. I'm interested in how it, there's sessions, and she said, like, you can get different runes depending on, you know, every session there's a new opportunity. The art style, the armor, and the weapons and stuff look really, really dope, and she did say the classes are going to evolve or change or grow or whatever over the seasons. Um, So that's a real question is, you know, are you going to continue to get the characters to be interesting? Because, I mean, you always do. You get your character maxed out, get all the abilities you want, and then there's nothing for you to do, you know what I mean? This one looks good Fist. Yeah, this one looks tight
3: Port cities as good as lost must you go back I Must go back in order to end all this
0: Oh yeah, this looks awesome. Now the true power of the That's September. That's September. That that one looks really, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's gonna be a rogue though. I know Sven's always asking the same question. I is it a rogue though? <laughs> It's like, here's an amazing platformer with awesome-looking combat. My, is it a rogue though? <laughs> it's always my question. I that doesn't look like a rogue. That looks like an actual story-driven platformer. So we'll see. I don't know what this is. Hunter's Arena Legends highlight trailer. So if you missed day to play, we're just combing through the trailers from last night. The, the music and the gameplay don't line up. <laughs> what the what? That a fighting game. We saw a trailer for this like a year or two ago, didn't we? What is it open world is this an open world fighting game? It's been on PC for a long time. It looks like an open world fighting game. Like you got you gotta you, suddenly you're in it you're in an actual 1v1 fight. Now this game got delayed, Sifu got delayed. People are people are disappointed in that I could do without the camera shake. I just wanna see the fighting. So you age when you get taken down, interesting concept, well you get like 90 or you gonna be walking around like a cane. Yeah, dude. The weapon combat looks really clean. Those dodges. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> early 2022. So, yeah, he got bumped. That'll be an Epic Games PS5 and PS4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be senior citizen simulator i'm gonna be an old man my first play session hey a couple people click subscribe thanks for being here you gotta click subscribe to talk in the chat we'll be doing q a shortly we do that all throughout the stream paying members you can submit questions about state of play the battlefield maps announcement red dead online blood money and oh dark souls 3 getting 60 fps
1: This is Jet the Far Shore, created by Super Brothers and Pine Scented, with a score by Scientific. In Jet, you play as May, one of a unit of aviator scientists who embark on an interstellar trip and alight on a mythic ocean planet, where they dream of securing a future for their species. We aspired to create a video game to express our own feelings of awe when we look up at the starry sky. Jet is all about motion, whether it's weaving through trees or jumping over obstacles. I love that sense of speeding through a remarkable natural space under a grand sky and suddenly being in someone's helmet, boots on the ground. Jet's premise involves exploration and discovery. However, our design doesn't rely on combat or resource extraction, and the characters go to some lengths to tread lightly, giving indigenous wildlife a wide berth, striving to adapt and avoid conflict. As a Jet Scout, you'll inspect living things and employ your jet's tools to figure out what makes them tick. Occasionally, you'll run into trouble, and you'll have to use everything at your disposal to emerge unscathed. Over the years, we've contemplated what might be on the minds of interstellar explorers, what might propel them, and what might haunt them. And so our story provides an occasional glimpse into May's dreams, memories, and visions. At heart, Jet is a laid-back and enjoyable exploratory action-adventure set within an intriguing new science-fiction cosmos. Jet has had a long road. For a few years, there were only three of us. Since then, this vision has been sharpened and bolstered by an all-star squad. We hope you'll embark with us.
0: I don't think that's going to be a rogue. We need 18 likes for 200 likes. Thanks for being here, guys. Uh, Yeah, I don't think that's going to be a rogue. That looks like a... I don't know what that looks like. It looks cool, but I, I can't get my grip on what the content loop is. I'm just buzzing around in a ship, like, scanning stuff and trying not to die. A mansion. Is this the place? Pretty small mansion, bud. It's like a dojo. It's okay. I'm with you. I'll keep you safe. The demon's scent is growing stronger. Smells like dookie.
3: (gasps) The door. It just closed on its own. You saw it, right? I don't care who. Just come and fight me. Whoever shows up will be my next prey.
0: I'm a Demon Slayer. Rank
1: Mizunoto. Tanjiro Kamado. Here I come! And he's wielding Nichirin swords. Is he with the Demon Slayer core?
0: Zenitsu?
3: He's not just pretending.
1: He's really out cold. Thunder breathing. First form. Thunderclap and a flash It's gonna feel so good
3: To rip such
1: a huge target to shreds How could this human
0: Wound me?
1: Let's go I'm not giving up Not ever
3: Oh
0: the combat actually looks dope though
1: Stay sharp Give it
3: everything you've got You can hmm. do it
0: Did you just I'll jump on the wall hands
3: that rare blood And reclaim my rightful place Among the twelve Kizuki
0: Yes, I've got him now, dude. I, I don't know Th- that combat actually looks really, really dope. But I, the, 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 <laughs> I'm telling you, the music and the voice acting is. I just, I'm always like, what is happening? Like, w- what? Why? What are we? It's like shh, shh, just stop. <laughs> that combat was actually pretty dope, but the dub was pretty rough. That was rough. That was, rough. It was uh, a rub-a-dub. No, that was a rough-a-dub. That was that was not, that wasn't doing it for me. All right, this is another one they showed. If you guys are just tuning in, we're covering, we're covering a lot today, but we're going back through everything from stay to play. We're just watching the trailers. <laughs> Your honor.
3: In a warehouse, about three days ago, a body turned up in Yokohama. Oh, maybe you hadn't heard that.
1: You mean it's revenge? In that case... Could he possibly have hired someone else to kill the guy in his step? As for my request I'd like to see what
0: you can find out. Mikoshiba's murder is too suspicious ha. oh we're gonna get claimed on this one chat mm-hmm. uh sorry I'm turning the music off this looks kind of cool though I'm putting I'll put my music back on. I'm not ri What just happened? Suddenly it was a dancing game. It's a skating game, too. Oh goodness. Dog did not look like the kind of dog that would attack. Oof. I'll do the dubs for you guys, okay? I need to find where I can feather my hair, and you guys are getting in my way. Yeah. I look great. (laughs) I disagree. Well, yeah, (laughs) come over here and say it to my face. (laughs) Uh Uh Appointment reminder. Yeah, that's fine. it solid it looks good but it also looks like it's like seven games in one there was like a dancing section there was a there there was a there was a skateboarding section it was a lot there was a lot going on there oh excuse me okay let's let's death stranding are they gonna play copyrighted music like their freaking game does Once there
1: was an explosion a bang which gave rise to life as we know it. Then came the next explosion. But explosion that will be our last.
2: Sam, I'll be waiting for you on the beach.
1: Rebuilding America isn't going to get rid of the BTs.
2: But at least we'll have hope.
1: I'm a porter. I don't care about connecting anything. You see, I've come to understand the truth of the Death strand.
3: I'm for you.
0: so mad I beach. never played that, dude. I'm so mad I never played that. We're gonna have to check that out when that launches. We probably won't be able to beat it like every other game that we play, but still, man, I there is something special about that game. I can just tell. I can just tell. So September, September's is gonna be a big month. Now I'm getting a question here from Dauntless about, you know, what are my thoughts on all these remasters? I would prefer studios work on new games instead. I'm torn, Dauntless, because we always end up in this valley where New Gen doesn't really have a lot of New Gen for a while, right? And so, I'm kind of okay with this for a couple of reasons, right? Uh, I'm kind of okay with this for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, this is a great way for them to test and to learn, and to, and to see, like, what they can do with the PS5. Like, what how far can you take a PlayStation 5? Like, what can you do with the games? This could inform their sequels, this could inform their next games, as opposed to, you know, not. And it gives people like myself and others who own PS5s a great opportunity to enjoy magnificent games. You know, it, it, like what they're doing with Ghost of Tsushima's Director's Cut. You know what I mean? Um... They're gonna let people upgrade for a small fee. Yeah, I think it's ten dollars. It's it's gonna be just like the thing they're doing with Ghost of Tsushima. I like the fact that you have to pay for it again. Yeah, but to me, this is like this is another. This is like the discussion from yesterday. They're adding a bunch of stuff. It they, they're not just going in and flipping a switch and being like, hey, it's prettier now. New weapons, new moves, new mechanics, new features. Like it, it's it's. They're adding new content. It's like a miniature DLC. It's, I, I I just, I don't get that hang up. I don't know. I don't get that hang up. It's $10 to get all that stuff added to your game. I, that's, that seems incredibly reasonable. It, 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 you spend $10 on a season, you know, in, in a game like Destiny. And in this, it's kind of like a little, a little, injection of like hey there's new stuff to do places to see or well maybe not places to see but new there, there there were all new things in this trailer that are not in the game right now and you just expect them to give it to you for free like with respect mo that's just kind of ridiculous like you know what i'm saying like, they're supposed to develop new stuff new gameplay elements combat graphics you know enhancements there was a robot that's gonna follow you around now they're supposed to just do all that just because and give it to you for free so you bought the game for $60 a year ago and you're just entitled to all their new work it's $10 like if they were trying to buy I I would be on your side if they were like yeah you gotta buy this all new for 60 or 70 bucks and you're like wait I don't understand I don't I don't understand we, we I, I own the game I own the game why are you charge me 60 or 70 dollars I'd be on your side and be like yeah it's a little ridiculous to charge you for the game all over again wasn't the robot always there I don't think so they had they they acted like that was a new feature the little assistant robot or whatever I don't know I know ne- I never played it I never played it I was I was afraid to touch anything with copyrighted music when we first came over to YouTube I was terrified I was terrified, T- Did I was gonna lose my channel over here too. So like, we played really, really safe. It's a ten dollar upgrade. I thought it was seventy. No, it's ten. Yeah, it's ten dollars. It's only ten dollars. If you own this game already and you want the director's cut, it's ten bucks. The fee for the PS5 version alone sets a bad precedent. I, I, I. <sighs> I don't know. I, I'm never going to land with people on this one. I'm never going to land with people on the idea that, like, a developer is supposed to spend all this extra time developing stuff for the PlayStation 5, whether it's haptic feedback, 3D audio, or anything else, and you're just supposed to get it for free. I'm never going to agree with that. They're charging you 10 bucks. I, I just, I, I don't think it sets a bad precedent. I think it sets a good precedent to, to make all these entitled, whiny gamers shut the frick up. You want your game to have new stuff? You want all this awesome stuff we worked on? It costs money. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I would I would much rather them. That's a good precedent to set. Shut up. It's not free. You know what I'm saying? When I wanted the Blu-ray version of the Lord of the Rings and, and all this extra stuff that they added, I had to buy the whole thing. The, I had to buy it all over again. I didn't get to be like, well, I bought the Lord of the Rings a year ago. Come on. DLC, I don't mind paying for, right? But even paying for the upgrade for ten, I, I just I don't think paying ten dollars for an upgraded version of the game with all this new stuff, I, I don't think that's a bad precedent. That's a good precedent. Quit, quit expecting greatness for nothing. Like, if we want newer, better, awesomer looking games, and yes, I said awesomer, if we want that, it costs money. It does. Like, I know it's great when a company comes out and just does things for free, but that's not a standard. That's not an industry standard that's sustainable. It's not sustainable to look at a game and say, hey, can you make all these new features? Can you make my controller do new stuff? Can you add graphical improvements, lighting improvements? Can you do all that and not charge me money? No, we can't. Like... Why doesn't PC have to play? Because PC's not getting enhanced. Well, I don't know. I'm, in this particular discussion, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Ghost of Tsushima debate yesterday. I don't actually know why PC doesn't have to doesn't uh, aren't there actual things you don't get when you play this on PC? I thought isn't this just like isn't this just like the Tsushima thing? There's stuff in there that you're only getting on PS5. If it's res and frame rate only free stuff, but new stuff equals a fee. Did it announce a release date for Horizon Zero Dawn at State of Play? No. Horizon Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok were completely absent from the showcase. Master X just did a PS- PS5 ps version for free. Did it not cost them money too? Yeah, but you're doing that thing that people do. Like, I go to some restaurants and they give me free breadsticks and other restaurants, tr- it's an appetizer. You know what I'm saying? It- every business everybody's set up differently there are companies they did a free 4k checkerboard resolution 60 fps upgrade to god of war they just did it why i don't know they just did they've done nothing for horizon zero dawn on the playstation nothing why they probably don't have time or maybe it was too difficult or maybe it wasn't in the cards maybe they couldn't afford it you know what I'm saying? So it's like they they do different things. Every company does something according to their margins. Every company does something according to what they can afford to do. Now, I, in this situation with Death Stranding, I don't actually know if there are specific features to PS5 that are not going to be there on the PC. I don't know. And then why does PC not have to spend the extra ten? Who knows? This could be a Sony thing. Sony could be like, listen, no, we're charging. We're charging more for games on the Sony. $70 we, we're, is we're, the new price point. So if anybody's going to buy a game or an update or something over here, there's going to be a $10 price hike. It could be Sony. I honestly don't know. Horizon Zero Dawn needed that so much. I 100% agree with you. I really, really do. And the concern would be, I'm going to mute this just so it's in the background because the Deathloop gameplay does look pretty good. Xbox upgrades are nothing compared to what's happening on PlayStation. Yeah, people, I think, are misunderstanding. FPS boost is not the same. FPS boost on the Xbox is not the same as the director's cut. It is. It's a false equivalency. It's not the same at all. TG Rage with a $5 tip. Not gonna lie, I was a little disappointed. I didn't see enhancement for Bloodborne and Uncharted. Or any news about those games coming to PC. Yeah, Uncharted being one of them, I would think. Um... It's Death Stranding Director's Cut. It's a different game. Deathloop kind of seems like a rogue. Apparently, they're being pretty adamant about the fact that it's not a rogue. It's got rogue elements, but in their mind, I don't think they classify Deathloop as a rogue. Um, If you're new and enjoying the show, hit subscribe and the bell button if you haven't already. Subscribing is how you talk in chat. We will be doing Q&A paying members. If you've got questions about anything we're debating right now or anything from state of play, you can submit questions in chat. We do Q&A all throughout the stream now. So, I'll be switching scenes momentarily here once this gameplay is done playing. Um, they did get a free DLC for Gears 5. But but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. And you and you know this and you know deep down this is true, Mo. Every game company, every game is different. So, Expecting to get things for free because someone else does something for free, you know, you can't have that expectation. You just can't. They're, 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 every, every company's different. Some games, I mean, look at what No Man's Sky is doing. No Man's Sky's business model is 100% different than every other business model out there. Their game is still full price after all these years. Now, they do sales usually around the time that they do a free update. But they add completely new, era, everything, and they charge you nothing. But you gotta pay for the game at full price unless you take advantage of a sale. There are almost no games doing that right now. There's almost no games doing that right now. Hello Games looked at their numbers, looked at their bandwidth, resources, income, margins, whatever, and they determined keeping No Man's Sky at full price, periodically doing sales, and doing completely free updates. That is something they can do. This is the argument, though. Why the difference in standards? Because businesses are different. Have you ever started or run a business? Have you ever worked for a startup? Have you ever worked for a big, big giant company and then gone and worked for a medium to, to, to small size company? Every company's different. Their their costs are different, their financial backing structure is different, their their time frame of deliverable is different, which 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 is usually in regards to margins, like how fast can they make something, how quickly can they get it to market? Like that it's every company is different. So, when a company says, hey, let's do a director's cut for Death Stranding or Ghost of Tsushima, they commit to doing a director's cut. And it comes with features, graphical improvements, new areas, new content, new whatever. And they spec out the projection on the project, the scope of it, the turnaround, and all of that. And then, after that, they say, we gotta charge for this. Or maybe they have another play in mind. Maybe they're like, no, 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 Do it for free. It'll get a bunch of people playing the game again. And then in a month, we've got this new thing we're doing. DLC, microtransactions, a season, or whatever. And now you're back in. You've got people spending money again. Every company's different. Every company's way of getting you to play and pay them money is completely different. Different era with a $10 tip through Super Chat. I'm not a freeloader, Reloader, but is it different if the content was already there but withheld to resell later? With all these remakes, remasters, and cuts, are devs just running out of ideas? I see this completely differently than that. I think that's a, I think that's a fair question, but I see this completely differently than that. I see this as companies are wanting, especially with like Ghost of Tsushima. I think Ghost of Tsushima is going to do a full fledged sequel. Personally, that's my theory. I think they're going to create a ghost franchise. Because I believe they can take the character and have him start passing on what he thinks and believes to another ghost. And then you can have, you know, because I think, if, if anything, Ghost of Ikishima is clearly an indication they're okay with modeling the naming around that. And then you can do all sorts of fun stuff with it. So, that's what I think is happening with Ghost. They're saying... What can we do on PS5? How far can we push this game with our existing assets, game engine, blah, blah, blah. And then that will be the foundation for our next game. This is gameplay of Deathloop, showcased last night during the PlayStation State of Play 2021. Uh, And if you've got questions about this or anything else, use the question command to submit a question in chat. Of course they are. You think they're going to go back to the infamous franchise after the success of Ghost? Oh, of cu- oh no, no, no. Of course not, Sven. I, I I obviously I'm making a prediction that is that is insanely easy. This combat actually looks pretty dope if you ask me. I think there's some really cool things in this game. So, to me, that's what they're doing. They're like, "We know we want to start working on the next game." What can we do with our existing assets? That is why I think God of War got the free update, the free 4K checkerboard resolution update with the 60 frames per second. Why? They wanted to see how far can we take this game while we start working on the sequel. That's why God of War Ragnarok has cross-generation support because they're building the game in the same assets, engine, areas, ETC, and they're going to boost it on the PS5. So, more than likely, that's what's driving a lot of these director's cuts in these remasters or whatever, is they're like, listen, instead of just immediately working on the next game, let's test out what we can do with the PS5, make a little cheddar in the process, and you as the consumer are basically then subsidizing R&D, research and development. You are subsidizing a developer saying, we would like to make a a sequel or a new game, and we would like it to run well on PS4, Pro, and the 5. We want it to run well on that spectrum. Let's do a director's cut. We can get in there, fiddle around, tap into the PS5's power, and then it can be subsidized by people buying the director's cut. We'll make money on this. And they essentially then had their R and D paid for by the consumer. And if you get a good product at a reasonable price, I, I, how I, how is that a bad thing? And then the next Ghost of Tsushima, the next uh, well, God of War didn't charge you, but the next Death Stranding, if there is one, there probably won't be. I don't I, I don't know if Kojima likes doing sequels. I mean, I know he has, but I don't know if he's I don't know if it, He strikes me as the kind of guy now that's not going to be doing sequels. He's just going to be doing these big, crazy, amazing, you know, titles. Good morning, Sandy. It's basically Dishonored gameplay updated. Yeah, the Dishonored Dishonored influence is definitely there in the movement and the gameplay that we're watching of Deathloop. This is from the State of Play last night. This was there. This was the big showcase, was this. Um... Everything else was just trailers. You're complaining about a $10 price hike, uh, but who owned the game already is if they don't buy Fortnite and Apex skins for $20 a pop. Well, I mean, Sven, I, I always think that that's a common point that people make, but I think it's an unfair point. I got news for you right now. It, it, you know, Big Mad Mo was in chat yesterday on on the side of disagreeing with the the the, 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 pr- the $10 price increase for the PS5 version of the director's cut in Ghost of Tsushima. I'm willing to bet money that Mo has never bought a Fortnite skin. <laughs> it's, something tells me that if he has, it was for a, a, a niece or a nephew. I don't, I don't, I don't think Mo's out there buying Fortnite skins. So you got to be careful with that. Like, there are people that do spend lots of money in Fortnite, but that doesn't mean that they're in here right now complaining about ten dollars. You know what I mean? Um, ultimately will will the will the market will the market support what's happening right this game is called death loop it's coming out i forget the exact launch date um will the market support it that's the that's the ultimate question will the market say hey ten dollars ain't so bad you know it's 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 all these new things in the game i bought my ps5 because i wanted things to be better look at it another way look at it another way let's flip the let's flip this situation in the in let's flip it in the reverse imagine buying your PS5 and then never having any of these games get any updates they do their director's cuts they do their whatever and you don't have to pay the extra $10 there it is September um and you don't ever have to pay your you don't ever have to pay your $10 well, I, great. That's awesome. I bought a PS5 and it's it's never it's it's not it's not getting anything. I'm gonna I'm gonna let it loop one more time because I gotta update the uh the, the rundown. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand? It's like you could buy a PS five and they could basically completely ignore it and not do anything for you, and then and then you, you have this PS five that's basically just playing all these updates, DLCs, director's cuts, or whatever, and you're playing the identical dadgum version that everybody else gets on their PS4, but instead they're like, no, 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 we're gonna add all these great new features, that way people can enjoy their PS5 and and, and all the bells and whistles. Does that make sense? Like, that's how I look at it. I look at it from that perspective. I would rather have them saying, hey, if we add all these great new features, the PS5 folks can enjoy our game and and, and also enjoy the benefits of their PS5. Outside of that, like, <laughs> you're, you're just playing the same thing. Once 10 is accepted, then it's 15, then 20, it's a slippery slope. I think that's probably the weakest argument ever gets made in any of these discussions. I covered Destiny for five years, For five years, I had people say that. Slippery slope, man. Slippery slope. There, These microtransactions, they're going to start selling power, and it never happened. I, I feel that slippery slope arguments are an argument about what might happen, not what will happen or what is happening, right? It's not a slippery slope to say, we updated the game and did new things, and if you want it, you, you want it, then it costs money. Oh, they're, they're going to start taking advantage of us. You know, they're going to start doing more. I, I I don't I don't see it. I don't see it. Um, hang on. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Blood money is what it was called. RDR2 blood money. E- every time we have these discussions about pricing and this and that, people are always like, well, you know... Uh It's going to it, it's it's a, it's a it's a it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. We're going to we're they're going to start doing this, they're going to start doing that, and I'm like, "You you mean developers are going to start charging money for enhancements and things that they put into their game?" I don't know. It the, the, the main problem the main problem with this argument is that it's all built on on the idea that our games even reasonably priced right now in the realm of digital entertainment and the cost of movies uh, albums of music if you buy them uh, even, even if you go buy like a season of a television show if you actually do that you do it through Amazon or you go to Target or whatever the frick I don't think games are reasonably priced right now. I don't. I think most games are grossly underpriced. They're grossly underpriced. The amount of the amount of hours you get from most games, you're 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 paying pennies, pennies on the hour of the entertainment that you get. And and that's part of the problem, is like the the, the production costs, the time, the time that goes into these games all of the things that go into production development and delivery of video games and we're like no it needs to be 50 or sixty dollars and anytime you try to charge anything else you're ripping me off it's cut content you're trying to take advantage of the consumer this is manipulative this is predatory this is whatever and it's just like bro th- th- there a lot of these companies if you've looked at any of the research that's gone into it th- they their margins are a th- thin as paper like they barely make profit are you saying that games should cost more yeah i think most games should be 70 to 80 dollars. i don't think games cost enough i really don't i think most games should be 70 to 80 dollars. we don't pay nearly enough for video games we don't go, go buy a season of a show that's going to give you 23 episodes so that's 23 hours of entertainment and 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 then and then go and buy a video game for 60 bucks that you play for 30, 40, 50, 100 hours. I don't think they're I don't think they're priced pr- appropriately. Now, it depends on the game, right? Smaller indie titles and stuff. Sure, I get it. Their margins are different, their production costs are different, their game size, their game substance, their game depth, all of that's different. Right? I think if you look at, look just just analyze cost of living and inflation, just look at that and think about all of the developers that work for these companies are paid way more than they used to be paid. Why? Because of inflation and cost of living. You think people living in California and Seattle in 2021 are being paid what they were paid 30 and 20 years ago? games cost 50 and sixty dollars when I was growing up I would in in the year 2000 when I graduated from high school I'd go to Best Buy and buy a, a PC game or a console game for 50 or 60 bucks that's what it cost me and we're we're this many years later 21 years later everything is is is, is gone up in, in 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 price production cost scope of project what you're paying your developers and and you're you're then charging the same cost for the money. Now somebody might push back and say, "Yes, but Lono, quantity of sales has significantly risen. They sell way more copies than they used to." Some games sure hit insane saturation levels. You know, Call of Duty and all these other games hit insane saturation levels. But most games don't. Most games don't even make a profit. Their margins are razor thin they keep the lights on and the company stays open basically <laughs> like and they're and they're charging what was being charged for video games 21 years ago it's it this has been a discussion that's been going on for a super long time everybody thinks that like we're getting ripped off and it's like dude go play the 60 and 70 dollar cartridge games from your childhood you will beat them in an afternoon there's nothing there Now sure, you've got games that are super punishing like Contra and Battletoads, and a lot of the replay value is in the fact that they're almost unbeatable and you keep having to go back to the beginning because you run out of lives. But generally speaking, go sit down and play like The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. You'll beat it in an afternoon. Then go play Breath of the Wild and try to tell me that those games after 21 years should be the same price. Right, go and buy. Go back in time and buy the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. According to inflation, that was like a hundred dollars to buy that cartridge at the time. If you bought it today, that's basically what it cost back then. In a Super Nintendo cartridge, they were, they were fifty bucks, if I remember correctly. They were, I think, they were around fifty dollars back when we would buy them. And the and Breath of the Wild is sixty, and it's like. One thousand times the size of of of, Bre- of 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 the Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past. <laughs> the substance, the depth, the playability, everything you can do—they're not. It's not even the same ballpark. One's a stick of gum, and the other's an eight-course meal. It, you know what I'm saying? When this guy gets this bonus, games are not overpriced. Cartridge costs. I mean, if you want to get into bonuses for big, bigwig CEOs and all that, I'm not interested in, 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 in breaking down the, I'm not interested in breaking down the, 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 the revenue structure of these companies. I'm not, I'm not interested in that. (laughs) I don't care how much that guy makes. That's not, that's not what I'm, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the scope and size of these projects, the scope and size of what goes into video games these days, and thinking that when you buy a game for $60, not only, look look at, let's just take Ghost of Tsushima as an example. That game is essentially a mini, mini, mini series samurai story with professional level acting, voice acting, brilliant writing. Beautiful scenery, like it's like a mini series. It imagine, imagine if that series was on Netflix right now, you'd be like, oh my gosh! Have you guys seen the latest Ghost of Tsushima episode? Holy crap! That's just baked into the game. Amazing story, like a mini series just baked into the game. Then look at the mocap, the fighting, the graphics, the environments, all of that, the questing, the missions, the map. Just an insanely valuable, silly, awesome game for $60. And then a year later, they're like, well, we're gonna do a director's cut, okay? We're gonna add all this new stuff, and then for PS5 users, we're adding all these new features for the controller and 3D audio and performance and resolution, and that's gonna cost you $10. And people are like, what? And they wanna, like, throw a fit, and I'm like, you got away with highway robbery. You, you, you got one of the most completed pieces of digital art in existence like a really good first like a really good single player action adventure game is is in the fact that you get to buy that for $60 and just enjoy it and enjoy all of it and just and then it's only 60 bucks it's insane it's 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 insane yeah they had the free FPS update and they added the multiplayer mode yeah all for free I would only agree with $80 games if they cut back on microtransactions. Well, and see, this is exactly why we're having this discussion. Because every game company is different. There are companies that do updates for $0. There are companies that don't do updates. There are companies that charge for the game and have microtransactions. There are companies where the game is free. And there's microtransactions under every rock, right? There are different... Pricing structures and profit margin structures for all these various games. Why because the companies behind them vary in size bandwidth and financial backing a lot of people looked at the Witcher 3 and said look at everything CD project red did with the Witcher 3 they fixed the glitches they fixed the bugs blah blah blah, right? Thank you Peter Lee for renewing your membership and Michael B for a brand new membership If you guys become a member, you can take advantage of Q&A, which is on the screen right now. You can use the question command in chat. Thank you for being here. If you're here and you're new, the four topics over there are what's on the docket for today. Completely up to you what we talk about by submitting questions. Sony say to Play, Battlefield 6 Maps, Red Dead Redemption Blood Money, Red Dead Redemption 2 Online Blood Money, and then Dark Souls 3 got an FPS update on the Xbox Series X. How's the coffee been? I've been sipping... On uh, Duncan and Miss Regis Rose, keep the Rages at work. Yo, it's good, Cody. We're down to like the last sixty or seventy bags. If anybody orders coffee out of the final batch, I'll be putting like a personalized message in the bag. So if you guys haven't ordered your coffee yet of the final batch, get your orders in as we wind down uh, and uh, and get the 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 final the final versions. What what did I just buy? Uh, get through the final bags of the Rages Roast, and thank you to the new members. We really appreciate that. We would love to see the membership count continue to climb. That's why we're doing Q and A more because we want to give more to the members uh, throughout the day. And I'm still reading chat. You don't have to be. Uh, you don't have to be a member. <laughs> dark is right behind light. Big Mad Mo. Light roast should be getting. It, I, I should be getting a restock of light roast uh, next week, and then dark roast should be right behind it. So we should be able to start taking orders of dark roast middle of July we're hoping a different era with a $2 tip through super chat i have goes for ps4 beat it on ps5 dlc is 30 i believe so yes me and hilly are playing human fall flat tonight on uh, the gaming channel you guys constantly underestimate other people's pockets and what they're willing to spend well that's true that's true <laughs> uh looking forward to it i prefer dark oh Mo, let me tell you something. The dark roast version of the Rageous roast is actually—I actually—I th- actually prefer it. I'm a light roast guy, and I actually prefer Rageous roast as a dark roast. So I think it's going to be—I think it's going to be good. Let's let's take the first question. Listen, we need to put a pin in this debate. It can it can be ongoing. I'll circle back, obviously, and right, I'll circle back. But I think from a general perspective, games cost. More to make, and the price point of buying them has not gone up accordingly. That's an unsustainable market, that's an unsustainable system, and it's created a lot of bad expectations in the gaming community. So people worried about like $10 is a slippery slope. I think an untenable industry and economy within the gaming world is actually more of a slippery slope than being like hey we did all of these upgrades for PS5 and all of these new features and it's going to cost you $10 like I am fine with that like my charge okay my charge to game developers is make me pay for it (laughs) like if you do something make me pay for it Don't, don't do this free thing Make it awesome and make me pay for it. I want to buy a product. I don't want to be given stuff. I don't want to be expecting stuff for free. Because the concern then would be subsidiz- you know, subsidizing future projects, success of the business, ongoing, you know, ongoing growth of the business, all of that. Back when I covered Destiny, that was something I said all the time. I was like, I want them to make boatloads of cash. Why? Because then they'll make more stuff. They'll make more stuff like if they have boatloads of cash then they'll make another game if their margins are razor thin and they're debating on shrinking their art department that's not good for me right that's not good for me i don't like i don't like that i want them to make a bunch of cash and keep making a game keep making awesome games are we paying for patches next see but again that is that's not what's happening There is an enormous difference between patching bugs, glitches, and deficiencies within the game and saying, we went into our complete product and added new things and new features and a bunch of graphical updates that required us to essentially rebuild entire areas of the game or rebuild entire rendering processes. Like, all of that, I'm happy to pay for. Why? Because they're not patching problems, glitches, or bugs. They're making my game look better, run better, and have new stuff. Totally fine with that. It's not the difference between having a 2080 and a 360 graphics card and saying, oh, well, um, I get better frame rate and resolution. No, they're literally going in and changing aspects of the game and adding features that you can only get on PS5. Whether it's the controller, the 3D audio, or... The, the resolution and the frame rate that's not as simple as flipping a switch it's not a PC game where they're like oh well this is the maximum stable environment that this game will run that's not what's going on lots of games add new content and patches it's been happening for years yeah and lots of companies give away things for free and don't lots of companies have coupons you can use and don't lots of companies do BOGOs and some don't like, you can't go to one shoe store and be like, oh, you guys aren't doing a BOGO? Well, the guys down the street are doing a BOGO. Well, good for them. We, we, that's, that's, we're not doing that right now. It's not in the books. It's not in the numbers. It's not in the inventory. We're not as big as them. We're not a chain. We're a local... Re- you know what I'm saying? Like, go to a local restaurant and then go to a chain and look at the pricing difference. Look at the staffing differences. Look at the speed of service differences. Like, every company's different. Like... See, the reason your argument doesn't work is because I could turn around and say the same thing. Oh, well, these guys do it for free. Well, these guys charge. Who's right? These companies charge, so every company should charge. Right? Bad example stores price match more and more often? No, it's not a bad example. It's a perfectly fine example. There are companies that will never do BOGO and they will never do coupons and they don't price match because they can't afford to. Again, it's like going to a smaller company and expecting them to do what a major chain does. It's it's, it's actually a fully functioning analogy. Because when you look at the pricing structure of video games and production, size of staff, bandwidth, development costs, all of that, no. They can't all do the same thing. Well, you think the operating cost and the production speed and the staffing at 343 working on Halo Infinite, you think that's like exactly the same as Sucker Punch and Ghost of Tsushima? So they can all do the exact same thing? Well, they did this for free, why can't you do it for free? The frick are you talking about? We're a different company. Well, they give me breadsticks for free, why can't you get breadsticks for free? Because we have profit margins set up around what comes in. We've got stock that comes in for the breadsticks. We've got a guy that bakes them special. We have a unique recipe for the garlic that we actually use. The actual garlic spread on top of the bread. It's a unique, like, proprietary recipe that only Dave knows how to make. So we can't give you the breadsticks for free because you're going to eat into our profit. Literally, <laughs> eat into our profit if we do that well I'm going to Fazoli's go ahead like it's not the same it's a completely different company completely different structure of everything from the inventory to the staffing to the work that goes into it it's not the same at all like imagine they did a completely new story in a game Right? you're like oh they did their completely new story for free Oh really? Did they? That's interesting. Was there voice acting? Was there mocap? Were there cutscenes? Were there cinematics? No, there wasn't any of that. It was all subtitles uh, and and screenshots. But they did it for free. Mm. Yeah, that that the, the production into that added added story. It's not even remotely the same. It's not even remotely the same. You know, the the, the story that went into this game, like Ghost of Tsushima, like they're doing with uh, Ghost of Vikishima. Ghost of Vikishima is gonna have new areas. New dialogue, new cutscenes, new mocap, new everything. They had a writer, they had voice actors come in, all of it. Right? And so, what went into that isn't the same as what another company would do. They're not equal. And that, I think, is where the big disconnect lands on these discussions every single time. Is It's like, will this company, will that company... Cool, completely different game. People would always do that with Warframe. Well Warframe's completely free. Well then go frickin' play Warframe. Is he saying ghost of ikishima? Ghost of Ikishima? I think that's how it's pronounced, isn't it? It's not Ikishima it's Ikishima, I think. In any case. In any case. The the work that goes into games varies company to company and how they pay for that work varies company to company. It's completely different. And and, and expecting every company to do free updates, free upgrades, it's ridiculous. Do you want to know what's going to happen? If the the gaming community can be oftentimes a snake eating its tail, right? Because They ask for things, or they demand things, or they complain about things that makes companies gun-shy about stuff that we ultimately want. If companies start to see the backlash, and the drama, and the complaint, and the entitlement with respect to these $10 upgrades for PS5, do you want to know what a lot of companies are going to say? Dude, don't. don't. Don't waste time on that don't we we, we were going to do all these updates for PS5. We were going to do this whole thing and and we were going to charge money for it. Don't do it. And then gamers are like, "Well, why didn't this game get any extra stuff on the PS5? Why did not they doing these updates? Why did not they add these features?" Well, because you all complained about $10, so we decided it wasn't worth doing. That that was going to subsidize the project and the company and the and the departments working on all this stuff. You're saying Ikishima, right? Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. I thought you were saying that in regards of Tsushima. No, 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 no. Yeah, I was talking about the new thing. The new island and the new expansion. So, at the end of the day, if you want companies to invest in these types of updates for the PS5, you, you, you've got to see that's going to cost money. It's going to cost money. So, if you don't want it, I, you know, I guess keep complaining about it. Speak with your wallet. Don't back any of these director's cuts. Don't buy them on your PS5. And then other companies will say that's not a worthy endeavor. The market's not supporting it. That's how the market's supposed to work. By the way, the market dictates what the cost of things are. Like this is why skins are fifteen and twenty dollars in Fortnite. Why are they? is there some sort of tangible scale somewhere where you can measure the worth of a Fortnite skin no the market has determined that 15 to 20 dollars is a sustainable price point for cosmetics in a game called Fortnite the market dictated the price with demand and, and, and then there you go so I missed a talk on Red Dead Redemption 2 I've not talked about it I haven't talked about it so you guys can submit, submit questions about it um not gonna lie, I've definitely wasted money on Fortnite skins. I mean I got Fortnite skins back in the day. I bought the V-Bucks. I would I would get um and I was doing sometimes buying V Bucks and then and then gifting skins to my nephews. It was fun. It was fun. I, I'm not gonna sit here and act like that's not you know that's not that's not something that I did. I, I you know and, and again, that's the market. That's the that's the market, that's the general public determining the worth of something. It's all a matter of perception. That's why it's not going to change. People are always going to buy? Well, not necessarily, Mo. No. Mhm. That's not that's not true. Let me tell you about a little game called Anthem. Now, before Anthem came out, everyone freaked out about the leaked microtransaction imagery. Everyone freaked out and it was it was it was a template that was not supposed to be seen by the public the pricing the structure none of it was accurate it was all placeholders okay and everybody freaked out and i remember very simply stating that microtransactions like that in a game will not survive and will not be supported unless the game is good i said if the the only way microtransactions will thrive and be purchased in Anthem is if you have a successful game. The microtransactions will not exist in a vacuum. Okay? And then the pricing came out and the pricing was actually totally reasonable and fine. The Anthem Micro store was never criticized after launch. It was never criticized after launch. It was totally fine. It was fair. It wasn't abusive. Like, it wasn't like predatory. Okay? And what happened to Anthem? It didn't have a core game. It didn't have a core audience. So what happened? No one's buying the microtransactions. A- and the existence of those microtransactions didn't suddenly give Anthem a get-out-of-jail-free card. Of like, oh yeah, we can just keep making content, and keep making games. People are just buying microtransactions hand over fist. No, they didn't. Why? Because nobody was playing. No one's buying Javelin skins for their Anthem, for the for, the, for their Javelin, I'm sorry, in Anthem if they're not playing. So the market didn't support that that micro store. So, no, I don't I don't agree with that, Mo. I don't think people will always buy and will always support regardless. A bad game is a bad game. It, it you know, a bad game is a bad game. Wages haven't increased to match your argument. If if you want to talk wealth gap, we'll talk wealth gap. I don't feel like talking about that, but if you look at Engineer level and development level jobs at these companies, yes, they have gone up. If you think developers right now are getting paid the same wage that they got paid 21 years ago, you just are ignorant to the industry. They're not paid the same wage. I, pr- I promise you, they're not. <laughs> they're, they're not. They are they are qualified experts in their field. <laughs> They are paid very, very handsomely. And they are not paid a 2001 wage. They're not. Now, sure, when you go down to lower level jobs, entrance level jobs, minimum wage level jobs, yes, those, those, Average The average median income of Americans hasn't wrote, risen with inflation appropriately. Why? Because there's an overwhelming amount of jobs that are at the entrance level. You're, like, there, That is one of the reasons you can say there's a wealth gap and inflation has risen way faster than the average median income of Westerners. Developers are not being paid the same that they were paid 21 years ago. So, QA unfortunately makes less money than cashiers, I heard from someone working in game dev. It depends, because some of those are temporary jobs loot. They bring you in for like a month to do QA and test, and you're just a grunt. With respect, not disparaging, you're just a grunt. You're just in a cubicle, just grinding through, trying to find bugs and glitches. Like, I'm sure that area of development is terrible, because that's literally all you're doing. You're not developing. For context, average salary needed to buy a home in the San Francisco Bay area is around five hundred dollars to $600,000. That's what I'm saying. <clears throat> you goofing? Entry-level applications are two to five years or experience in an associate's degree? Well, I don't want to get bogged down in this because the fact of the matter is inflation and cost of living has gone up. That's a fact. And where most of these games are developed, a lot of the bigger companies—they're out west, they're out in Seattle, they're out—you know—they're out in California, okay. And yeah, they're—they're—they're going to have an exodus. People are going to leave a lot of those cities and a lot of those places because they simply can't afford it. But they are not paying—they are not paying developers what they paid 21 years ago. Like, uh, <laughs> you know. I'm surprised I'm surprised that developers are even housing themselves out there now. You, you, you just start especially with being able to work from home. You get out of there. Come out here to the Midwest. <laughs> you know? Come out here to the Midwest and you'll be like getting a pay raise, you know. So the the cost of production has gone up on all these games. That that's a fact. And my entire position is based on the fact that if you want good product, then you have to pay for it you do just the nature of it so let's start taking questions if you are a paying member you can submit questions in the chat with the question command about all of the different topics that we are covering today butters with the first question and this is about battlefield if you guys are not aware battlefield 2042 or some people call it battlefield 6 it will be bringing back classic maps from the Battlefield franchise. And he says, with the maps coming back in 2042 and them being free, do you think people paying 70 will be mad that assets are being reused? This is a good question for a very, very simple reason. Battlefield 2042 is attempting to do something that a lot of other games are not doing right now. They're not. They're, they're simply not. All the other games like this are free. Warzone, uh, Apex, Apex, Fortnite, these large-scale PvP games, they're free, okay? And then they subsidize the game with microtransactions and skins and cosmetics and seasons and battle passes and all of that, okay? So, Battlefield is saying we are launching a completely multiplayer game, no campaign, for... $60 60 to $70, to, you know, respectively. Now, you gotta buy, like, their 100 or $120 version if you actually want to get the, uh, it's a week of early access. You can play the game seven days early if you buy, like, their more expensive version or whatever the frick. So, <laughs> so, they're, they're charging, they're charging quite a bit. They're charging quite a bit and that's going to be the real test is the real test is what how are people going to respond to that reusing assets reusing maps i'm gonna tell you right now this is my prediction i think battlefield 2042 will be a giant commercial success they're going to sell a boatload of copies the real question is once they get into their second and third season what do the player base numbers look like because the ongoing player-based numbers are going to be in a direct relation to the entrance challenge of that game. The entrance challenge of Battlefield is when you get to season one, two, and three, you will naturally have fewer players playing. Uh, That's not a slam on Battlefield. That's like virtually every game in existence. So how many will come back in when a season starts, pay for it because the specialists are in there, how many how many people are gonna be like well I would go and jump in battlefield and start playing with my buddies and start playing with my friends but I gotta buy the game at full price and then I gotta buy the, the and then I gotta buy the, the the season pass as well you know that's gonna be a that's gonna be a challenge for battlefield again I believe battlefield will be a gigantic commercial success no question super loyal fan base big big long-standing franchise they'll be totally fine. From a commercial standpoint ongoing player based numbers for me it's a giant question mark you get to season two and three and they might start having to make the entrance to the game super super discounted you know what I mean like if you want to buy battlefield it's $30 now it's 40 with the baked in season they're going to have to do price price scaling as the seasons come out or you're just not going to get people to play I would say this half a year to a year in They're going to have to make the base game, I would think, free if you buy the most recent season. If you buy the most recent season, let's say they're half a year into the launch and they say, hey, we're going into season three or four or however long the seasons are. And they're going to say, if you buy the newest season, we're just going to give you Battlefield for free. And I know a lot of people are going to complain, but it's going to be like, you bought the game at launch, you've been playing it for six months and... That's gonna be their biggest, biggest challenge is not upsetting the people that bought the, the you know the the entrance to the game. They bought the game and they've been buying the seasons, but then they're gonna to have to consider how do we get people to come back into the game? How do we get new people to come play the game? How? What, what that, is it even possible? You know? That's always gonna be, I think, a challenge for Battlefield. Always. So you know what we should probably do? Let's just do this. Hang on, hang on. Let's just let's just do. Let me let me give you the deets on this one. Let me give you the deets on this one since we're talking about it. And then we'll move on. The next question is about dark souls. Imagine that paying 100 bucks just for the game to go half price or for free. I'm t- I'm telling you right now. It's it's a delicate balance, Leon. Think of it like this. Think of it like this. How on earth are you going to convince a new person to come and play the game? How? How? Give me one second. Sorry, sorry. I was like, I've been trying to drink way more water. <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm I'm hurting. I gotta I gotta run upstairs really quickly. But I didn't want to take like an official break. People are already questioning the force huge maps and 128 player battles. I've been playing since Bad Company Two, and never once have ever heard anyone say, "Hmm, this game needs big map big team battles." Now, they actually said though, Leon. Uh, or is it like... It's probably like Leonidas is how I'm supposed to say your name. They said that the maps aren't going to be bigger. They've already talked about that. The maps are not going to be bigger. They're going to do clustering to get people to... To make sure they're in, you know, areas and fighting. (coughs) Excuse me. How... It depends on how good the game is. Call of Duty is getting worse every day with skill-based matchmaking, forced crossplay and cheaters. If Battlefield can launch with a successful anti-cheat, they might devour Call of Duty. Well, the price point will be a good deterrent for cheaters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you have a healthy you have a healthy price point, well then you're you know, you know what I'm saying? You're in a you're in a good spot. Really? Got to catch up on the new info? That's good to hear. Yeah, there was an actual interview. We actually did a short on this. It's on the Shorts channel about how Battlefield maps are not automatically going to be bigger than maps of the past. Um, oh my goodness. Hey, some people ordered some coffee. I didn't shout this out. I am sorry. Uh, we got a bag going to Nerd Mother. Thank you, Nerd Mother. We've got a bag going to Scumbag. Well, there's a name. Thank you, Scumbag. Uh, for ordering some coffee, you guys are the best. Thank you so much. We're getting down, like I said, into those final, oh, uh, into those final ones. Um, Bang on Balls Chronicles has a new football or soccer, whatever you call it, Euro Cup and Cup of Finals. I wonder can you, that might be a fun game to play with Hilly. We need to look at that one. That one could be pretty entertaining. That's another good one we could play on Friday nights. <laughs> I'll take one hundred twenty dollars for less cheaters, right? <laughs> <laughs> all they gotta do is get all the cheaters in their first wave and they're gonna be like, dude, I'm not spending another hundred and some odd dollars for that game unless it's unless it's feasible to do like, the people that do the recoveries and stuff and like, and, like make money doing it there could certainly be, you know, issues with that, sure 100% there could be issues with that so um anyway since we're talking Battlefield 2042 since we're talking Battlefield 2042 let me briefly talk about this um, this let's do our quick little let's do our quick little uh, you know video here um, with the with the trailer all right we'll get the trailer going and let me tell you about how these maps are coming back because this I think in this related to his question I think is a really really good question is You know how how are people going to respond to finding out that the the they're they're reusing assets for a game that costs so much uh to 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 get into you know it's I, i think it's a I think it's a completely fair uh fair question um so let me this 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 stuff goes to our shorts channel. If you're not familiar with that, we record these throughout the show. We'll get right back to QA in just a second. Hey, thanks for watching another SNTR short. This one's going to be about Battlefield 6 or Battlefield 2042 bringing back old classic maps. From Battlefield. If you like these shorter gaming news videos, hit subscribe and the bell button as well as the like button and if you like these videos and don't want to miss my uploads. Always can head over to SNTR Presents, the main channel where we stream live every single day. So, Game Rant reported on this Battlefield 2042 is bringing back fan favorite maps from previous games. And the reason I launched into this short during the live stream is somebody asked a question. Butters was like, How are people going to respond? to reusing old maps or reusing old assets on a game that is $70 price entrance fee, basically. And how's a multiplayer game like this even gonna fare that well with that giant entrance fee? That's a great question. I honestly don't know how this is going to go over. I actually think most people are going to be totally okay with it because if you already look at the pre-order sales of Battlefield, the fans have responded with overwhelming support. I believe the commercial success of this game is well in hand, and I think most Battlefield fans will be totally fine with this. EA, according to the report here, EA reveals that a new mode coming to Battlefield 2042 from Ripple Effect Studios will reintroduce classic maps remade for the game. Fans have been eagerly awaiting more news on Battlefield since it was released, all the information was released last month, and it's only a a few months away. So they've shared more information on the game ahead. The new information comes just after, this was really, really interesting as well. DICE LA has rebranded to Ripple Effect Studios and announced that the studio would be at the helm of developing a mysterious third game mode for the newest Battlefield. So they've rebranded, and they're the ones kind of spearheading this new mode. It seems that players will be able to look forward to seeing more of their favorite maps in Battlefield 2042. The specifics of what the mode will look like were not brought up in the interview, and there also was no mention of what maps fans can expect to be featured. However, the well-known Battlefield leaker Tom Henderson tweeted shortly after the announcement to reveal a list of maps that he has heard will be featured in the mode. This is the list. It includes maps such as Metro, Locker, Wake Island, Siege of Shanghai, uh, Arica Harbor, and Caspian Border. The list is not altogether surprising, but it will be interesting to see how more cl- uh, claustrophobic maps like Locker will adapt to the Battlefield 2042 increased player count. So, if you're familiar with the Locker map, and you're familiar with the fact that they're going up from 64 players to 128 if you play on next-gen or PC, that's a lot of people. Is it going to be a completely different mode where they don't let every that, that many people on the map? Will it be its own thing that somehow uses 128 players? That at the moment remains to be seen. At the moment, their unannounced mode is their sort of, I think in their mind, their response to Battle Royale. There's been numerous interviews where when they've been asked about the lack of a campaign or the lack of Battle Royale, they have said, no Battle Royale, but we have this other mode coming, we have this other thing that'll be in the game. I think in their mind, that's their answer to Battle Royale. Now, it remains to be seen if the ongoing player numbers for Battlefield 2042 will be enough to sustain their seasonal model. I think initially sales will be just fine, but I have continued to say their ongoing challenge will be the price point as an entrance barrier as seasons go on. If players want to jump in with their friends, or maybe now that they see the reviews, they want to jump in in season two or three, that price point barrier is going to be a challenge. And if they offer too great of a discount, you're going to frustrate the existing player base who spent all that money money to get in when the game first launched. These classic maps will be a way I think to recapture and get those long-standing fans to come back every season especially if they stagger the maps out but Battle Royale is such a saturated market can Battlefield 2042 carve its own path without Battle Royale and with a little injection of nostalgia. As always if you enjoy these shorter gaming news videos hit subscribe and the bell button and I'll see you in the next video. So, that, that that's my thoughts. That's my thoughts on their their, their reusing of, uh, of classic maps. So, let's go to the next question. Ashen is asking about Dark Souls 3. If you guys are unaware, Dark Souls 3 got an FPS boost on the Xbox Series X. And we will be playing Dark Souls 3 this afternoon to showcase the fps boost if you guys haven't smashed the like button yet do me a favor and do that it helps this video perform well throughout the day if you're new and haven't hit subscribe yet do me a favor and do that if you're a long-standing subscriber a new subscriber make sure your bell button is set to all so you don't miss these streams and if you want to submit a question you need to be a paying member this is something that we do throughout the entire show Ashen says, going to Sword and Board again with Dark Souls 3? Also, does the potential of a more open-world nature of Elden Ring make you more interested in it than the other Souls games? Oh my, yes. Yes. One of the reasons I'm interested in starting to play from software games on stream is, is, is for this exact reason. I would really, really like to get good at these games, so that I can jump into Elden Ring and not be a total scrub, because I think Elden Ring looks very, very promising, for a variety of reasons. It's They've learned a lot from the previous games. They are trying to create avenues of accessibility without creating things that are easy, or, or adding difficulty options but we just covered yesterday the new Elden Ring gameplay details from their website about how you'll be able to use time of day, weather, and maybe even your friends or different builds to make certain fights easier. Now, that doesn't mean the game's gonna be easy, but I do think what they're trying to do is create what I would call accessibility inroads to getting your face punched, okay? (laughs) I still think Elden Ring is gonna absolutely punch you in the face, and it'll have fail rates and frustration points and breaking points for some players. But I think they're trying to navigate, how can we make our game slightly more approachable without diluting our identity or our brand? Because if From Software ever started to do an easy mode or a difficulty option thing, it would really, really hurt, I think, their brand, and I think it would hurt their sales. Now, the dilemma always for games like this is, is if you create those accessibility inroads... And new people play the game. Are they still going to get to that point where they're like, "This is just not for me. This game sucks. I don't like this." Blah blah blah. Whatever. At that point, you might see some reviews coming out about it, with you know, from those people that are just essentially looking for an an easier experience. You know, they're looking for that that uh, they want that easy mode. They want this. They want this. You know, it's not even accessibility when you're talking about an easy mode. They they want the cheat code. You know, they want to turn off how hard it is they want to they want a shortcut and I just these games I I, I'm not even a fanboy and I've never beaten one but I'll defend them to the to the death to to never add the uh the easy modes I I think they need to protect their 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 soul they need to protect their identity uh and not give way to it and so you know am I going to do sword and board again in ds3 probably I I think um I don't know how far I'm going to get. You know, two hours is not a huge chunk of time, but it'll be a great opportunity to showcase the FPS boost. Um, And I'll have to start over, so I'll probably be a little bit quicker this time, given that we got all the way to the tree, and the tree... Frick that tree, okay? Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, they unironically have to protect their souls. That's exactly right. And I, I foresee Elden Ring... Being very successful, and it might be the first title um, to, to to successfully pull in people that have never played before. Um, I would I would say that that is that is the the potential that I'm seeing for Elden Ring is they're gonna they're going to they're going to appeal I think to a broader audience this time around for a variety of reasons. I think their marketing is. A little bit more um it feels a little bit more hype than than previous games it doesn't feel mysterious and like what the frick game is that it feels like no this game is a is going to be awesome this game is going to be huge it's going to be epic you know you're seeing people make comparisons to like Skyrim and then they're also in interviews talking about like we're trying to give you ways to beat bosses that'll be you know more uh, more approachable um you know and that is something I think that uh that new players are going to have to consider you know, tree is an optional boss you do not have to fight it to progress the game, I'm sure you know this or just want to beat it, it doesn't matter mac and cheese (laughs) it doesn't matter, I want to beat him, he made me very angry um, deathloop looks amazing, this one's from butters uh, says I don't know about the story but graphics wise, watch the trailer, what do you think will you try it I think Deathloop looks like one of those games I'll I'll fall out of love with very very quickly. The gameplay looks cool and the traversal and the there's clearly a lot of things borrowed from um there's clearly a lot of things borrowed from the uh the the, the, the dishonored series. Sorry, the, the the name just left my brain. There's a lot of things borrowed from Dishonored. It's it's very very clear. And I this was always my frustration with the Dishonored series they would really, really promote stealth and they would promote all these different things and it never worked well, never the, the enemy AI was too sensitive uh, the enemy AI I felt a lot of the times was very, very cheap so I was always getting in like super sloppy fights um, unplanned, sloppy, frustrating fights uh, you know, and and it would get really frustrating and so then I would just be like well screw it, I'll just invest in aggression I'll invest in fighting instead of stealth Now, if you watch the Deathloop gameplay, there was a lot of sneaking around. There was also a lot of enemy AI that seemed to ignore the player just so he could show off some of his moves and abilities. He's, like, jumping down and killing people, and, you know, enemies that are five feet away are just oblivious to him. So, we'll see how that ends up playing out. Um, I think that's going to be one of the bigger challenges, is... You know, does it does the combat and the sneakery, you know, and the my so my daughter says she has her own game called Sneakery. Does the sneakery and the combat and all of that does it flow well or is it just going to turn into frustration? Because I, I found the Dishonored games to be beautiful and cool and unique, and I found the combat and the sneakery to be insanely frustrating. Um, it just I don't know I didn't like it, so. We only have one other question. I we yeah, I I don't we, we must have just completely swung and missed here on these topics. Um n- I don't I don't know. I don't know. We, we th- yesterday was banging. We're having a really hard time analyzing response here. Um we had too many questions yesterday and today. I no one cares about any of this crap apparently. <laughs> it's like man, really Battlefield maps, Blood Money and Red Dead and Dark Souls and say to play. I, I'm not sure what's going on, um, (laughs) we are, I feel like we're just continuing to shoot in the dark here, uh, but I enjoy, I, I much more enjoy having Q&A for multiple subjects instead of trying to cover one thing for two hours, so we got on that pricing debate and maybe that just completely threw everything off, I, I'm not, I'm not sure, um, that's how it works in real life, Bob just went to the bathroom and looks completely different now. I'm an agent. I mean, Bob. <laughs> right, right. I, I don't know the, the the second dishonored. I tried to give it a chance. I tried because I remember the first one being like, "What the frick, man! Like, wh- I can't sneak. I can't sneak." And I just got agitated, and I think I put the first one down. I was like, "I, I wanted to sneak. I invested all this time and skills and all this stuff." And I remember playing the playing the second one, and the same crap would happen. I remember streaming it and being like, that guy wasn't even looking at me. There was a guy uh, that was like looking at a wall and he like sensed me. I was like, what? What the frick? How? And then I got to a part. I remember it very, very specifically. I was down in like a basement area and there were all these glass walls and there were all these different corridors and there were these robots and it wouldn't work. I couldn't sneak past anybody. I was like, what the, what, what is going on? Like, I, it it was, the AI for the robots was so insanely sensitive. I just kept getting caught. And I remember, I remember just being like, I'm done with this game, dude. I don't want to play this game. I'm freaking, I'm freaking over it. And I put it down. Um, it was, it was, it was absolutely, it was incredibly, incredibly frustrating. Um, so. Yeah, it was like a basement or something. I forget what it was. Uh, I wish State of Play had more substance. Yeah, I mean, it was just trailers. I mean, I thought some of the trailers looked really, really dope. I thought that Fist game looked good. Arcade Ageddon looks really, really good, even though it's only in early access. There was at least two more that I thought actually looked pretty dope. Um, You know, I thought they looked pretty good. Any more info on the topics? Well, I'm just gonna blitz the shorts then, and we'll see if this doesn't this doesn't you know uh, doesn't doesn't I don't know get get things in a uh, maybe we'll jumpstart things. Um, doesn't doesn't what the frick? Why was that open? I had my main channel open. That was weird. Uh, let's get this open here. Dupe, dupe, dupe. Death stranding? Yeah, Death stranding looked really good. It already did look really good back when it we you know back when they first had info on it but yeah uh what scene am I supposed to be in oh this one here we go this one uh let's do a timestamp Hey, thanks for watching another SNTR short. This one's going to be about Dark Souls 3 getting an FPS boost on the Xbox Series X. If you're watching this on my SNTR Shorts channel, hit subscribe and the bell button for more short uploads if you like these videos or check out my main channel where we live stream over at SNTR Presents. Now, this was reported by Games Radar, but it's 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 easy for you to see it and do it on your Xbox. I'm going to play it on my on my main channel to show people how to do it, but Dark Souls 3 gets a 60 fps performance patch on the xbox series x and the s now this is something you have to go into the settings and turn on you like go to the game you click the button you go to compatibility options after you click manage game compatibility options then you turn on fps boost keep in mind you are not getting a resolution increase here this is pure frame rate the resolution is still capped at 900p and a lot of people are questioning why that is You have to remember something, the FPS boost feature on the Xbox Series X is purely something that they kind of come in behind and add to give games increased performance, that way they can run at a smoother frames per second. This is something you can turn on right now. July 7th, it was revealed that Dark Souls 3 would be getting an update on the Xbox Series X and the Series S versions. Now, this update, Xbox revealed, would boost the game's fray rate up to 60 FPS, making it the next in a long line of games that have received the FPS boost performance patch on the Xbox next-gen consoles. This is something that's available, I believe, on around 100 titles right now. We showcase Titanfall 2. We showcase also the uh battlefield it was battlefield one or five i forget which one we were playing i think it was five and we showcased the fps boost it was very very impressive so i'm actually interested in what this looks like and how this runs on the xbox now i have played dark souls 3 before on the uh, pc so interested to see what it looks like here now some people brought up today the fact that dark souls 3 already runs at 60 fps on the playstation 5 We're confident that is essentially the PS4 Pro update activating. There are a variety of games you can play backwards compatible on the PS5, and as long as that PS4 Pro update is there, it taps into the increased performance of the PS5, and you get the better frame rate. Uh, This was true of Ghost of Tsushima. They essentially patched it so it could tap into that, and you could run, like, the higher resolution and still get the 60 FPS. So, Dark Souls 3 hasn't had that on the Xbox Series X or the S because this is how Microsoft is doing it. Now, shortly after the new patch was revealed, Digital Foundry, this is more from the report, Digital Foundry debuted new details on the patch. They revealed that while the Xbox One version of Dark Souls 3 was originally capped at 30, the new update of the game removes that cap, boosting the game up to a pretty consistent 60 FPS. However, Digital Foundry discovered that the new version of Dark Souls 3 is unfortunately still capped at the 900p output resolution. This is strange because both the Xbox Series X and the Series S would easily be able to handle a resolution upgrade for the game and output at potentially 4k, especially in the case of the former console. This means, as Digital Foundry notes, the PS5 is actually still the best place to play Dark Souls 3 due to the fact that the game runs at 60 fps and 1080p through the backward compatibility function of the PlayStation's next-gen console and we did not even have to update it they did there was no update needed for that since the PS5 renders at 1080p instead of 900 it's effectively the superior platform for the experience of this from software game so digital foundry ran the numbers it runs very it runs very very consistently and very smooth on the Xbox Series X But if you own both consoles, PS5 is still at this moment going to be the superior console purely because of both the 60 FPS and the resolution as well. If you like these shorter gaming news videos, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next video. Alright, I'm just going to go to the next one. We're not supposed to be doing this uh, because... It generally is bad. People don't like like the rapid fire shorts thing. Maybe we need to start doing them at the beginning of the stream, just so then people are kind of informed, and then can maybe they can ask the questions. We'll see. We'll see. We'll continue to play around with when shorts land. We did shorts yesterday, sort of in response to questions, but we also had way more questions, so it just it just flowed and it made sense. So right now we're going to be just continuing to go through. We got two more. We got blood money, and then we. I, well, I think blood money is blood money. The last one oh yeah, because we didn't do a state of play uh, we didn't do we didn't do a state of play, we did um, we just watched the trailers, I didn't have much to say about state of play other than just sit and react to the trailers with you guys, so um, been trying out a lot of games to figure out where I can get the spark back, it's weird I've been in those gaming slums before too sometimes just going back to something that you know you love is the ticket, I remember I did that with Ori or Hellblade, I forget which one I was in a slump once in the same thing. So, what do you normally like? Secure blew my mind. I like the games, but I always lack the endurance. I get a couple hours in and I just, I, a couple of really bad losses and I just, I can't do it. My, I check out. Hey, thanks for watching another SNTR short. This one's going to be about Red Dead Redemption Online Blood Money. Uh, If you're like me, you didn't even know Red Dead Online was still around and getting supported. uh, If you like these short gaming news videos, hit subscribe and the bell button so that way you don't miss out on them. Or if you prefer live streams, there's a link below to SNTR Presents where I do live streams. This channel is SNTR Shorts. Now, Game Informer reported about this. We got the trailer obviously running next to me. Another event is coming to Red Dead Online with a bevy of features that have been anticipated for quite some time. So if you've been playing Red Dead Online or taking a break or consider coming back this has more stuff in it for you to do. There's new crimes, there's opportunity, Uh, it looks to round out the American cowboy fantasies that players have been yearning for since taking the American frontier. Now, if you played it when it first came out, Red Dead Online was extremely grindy, the earn rates were terrible, prices of things were way too high, it was highly criticized, and it did not get good engagement. Now, they have a backstory to Blood Money, and here is the synopsis directly from the developers. There are whispers in the alleys of the capital and gunslingers are needed for strong constitution. Uh, i'm not reading that i don't care about that collecting the so-called capital will give you access to three opportunities okay the first of which drops on the launch day that might require you to eavesdrop on conversations or keep your eye out on vips the four quick draw battle passes are also incoming in consecutive order as per usual you can opt in by purchasing the pass which will give you access to bonus cosmetics like dutch's outfit as well as other enticing rewards The post on the official Rockstar website reads as follows. Each pass will cost 25 gold bars, all of which you'll earn back by completing the pass's 25 ranks. As an added bonus, players who purchase all four passes will receive the upcoming Halloween Pass 2 for free. In response to community desires, Rockstar is also bringing back items from the Outlaw Pass, including unlocking the fast travel ability from the Wilderness Camp. This is now available for purchase at a fence, and highly requested Vanderlyn Gang outfits from the 2nd and 3rd Outlaw Passes will be obtainable once again. If you're a Windows player with an NVIDIA GeForce RTX graphics card, keep an eye out for the July 13 launch date of Blood Money as the PC port will also get NVIDIA DLSS support. So if you play on PC, that's really good news. More games getting NVIDIA DLSS support is really, really helpful for performance. We saw really, really good results in Outriders. As poorly as that game ran, it wasn't very optimized. DLSS made a huge difference in my experience whenever I played Outriders on my PC. Now for me Red Dead Online didn't hook me for a variety of reasons and Blood Money is just a couple of days away. First and foremost, I was playing on the Xbox so performance was eh because it, it was running at 30 FPS and Proximity chat was the main thing I wanted to lean into for fun and you know goofing around with with other players and kind of getting into a character. Secondly, as soon as we saw the earn rate struggles of de- you know Red Dead Online when it first came out, it was like I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to play that. So Right now, the interesting aspect of this is can they sort of rejuvenate Red Dead Online to be popular, to be successful, maybe even get close to what GTA was in its early heydays, because right now, Red Dead Online, as far as I'm concerned, is kind of on its last leg. I don't know very many people that play it. I I haven't been able to find anybody that's really invested in it, other than like one or two people today in chat that were like, I stopped playing, I don't play it anymore, or I did everything and I have nothing left to do. I, I think that's one of the greatest challenges about a game like this is if you want to make it grindy and have longevity for your more committed players that makes it really really hard for anybody else to jump in but if there's not a lot to do for your really committed players if there's not enough substance and depth they won't play either so we'll see how this does we'll see if they can turn things around for red dead online if you want to check it out it's available on july 13th as always if you like these shorter gaming news videos hit subscribe and the bell button and i'll see you in the next video Gonna download Final Fantasy and try that. Yeah, yeah. Final Fantasy. We have a lot of people that come in and uh, and have and have talked about that. They've talked about Final Fantasy, and uh, they think it's so good. They think it's so great. They think I should cover it, and I'm just like, man, I can't get into games that are that size. So. Um, mm-mm-mm. Rockstar stopped caring about Red Dead Online as a regular player, I can tell you so much of the community is fed up with the neglect. But what's funny is I didn't even know they were still doing anything with it. I I had no idea they were still doing anything with Red Dead Online. Like, when Creature sent me the link to it, I was like, are you sure this is new? You know? Uh... I saw this comment on how FPS boost works and how it relates to the game's internal clock, depending if the game's clock is based on FPS or an internal clock. Oh really? So it's not it's there there might be games they can't even do it with then. Right? I would think. Yeah, we're only gonna have three uploads today. We don't have a six. I, I there wasn't anything for me to do a six minute video on from state of play. I guess I could have done a reaction to the trailer the gameplay from deathloop but i don't i don't like doing those i don't mind doing it when it's like e3 and trailers are all the rage but i don't know <clears throat> Can't play D2 because of Lono, oddly enough. Like, there's this scene with fallen refugees with that lady with the fallen babies, and I'm thinking, you guys can't have the moral high ground. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well. When virtue's fake, man, it doesn't extend beyond what can be advantageous for clicks and money. We just appreciate the fire thumbnails, though. They might look nice, but they certainly that that I don't know. Today is just another another dud, and we don't know why. We're just gonna keep pressing on, and hopefully, the ship turns. Um, I don't know. Yesterday felt amazing. It did. Yesterday felt amazing. Like if I feel good, we can press on, and that's that's really the ticket right now. Is can I press on our workflow is better I'm not stressing myself out and work until super late but this week returning from vacay has been an absolute kick square in the junk let's see YouTube's like we don't punish channels for taking breaks but every time I've taken a break and come back they're like who the frick are you (laughs) almost 50,000 subs who the frick are you no one knows you're live no one's gonna show up like I'm telling you man they punish you for taking breaks. They say they don't, but I don't I I do I not believe it. I do not believe it. Every time we've taken a break, we've had to climb out of a pit. But I'm not I'm not going to burn out cuz we've completely flipped the workflow around. So I feel Way better. <laughs> if I feel good, I can push through the low times. I can be like, yeah, well, we took a break. We got kicked into a kicked into the gutter again for taking a break. You know what I'm saying? We'll climb back out of it. We have before. You know. And with the new workflow and this Q and A flow, I, I I'm fine. I feel fine. I'm just like, Dad, gum it. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We don't punish channels for taking a break. Our algorithm, though. Yeah, dude. <laughs>
3: Uh mm-hmm. mm.
0: do So I love the thumbnail. I don't know. I love the thumbnail. I'm just wondering if uh if if it's if it's if it's this is, a, this, is, this is our challenge. This has been our challenge since we pivoted to variety. YouTube's not built for it. YouTube is not built for variety. It isn't. It's built for uploads, 10-minute uploads on a single topic. And channels that stream and do variety, you know, are usually very, very large and can get away with it. You know? I even saw a really huge YouTuber say, he was like, do not live stream on your channel if you're an uploader. He was like, don't do it. It's terrible. It'll kill your channel. And a bunch of other people chimed in and they were like, yeah, this is common knowledge. Like, if you're an uploader, don't live stream. If you're a live streamer, don't upload. That's why we separate it. We separate it. For that reason. Because, like, I just, I don't know. I we, We're just going to keep doing our thing. You guys just keep showing up, submitting your questions, and have, you know... And uh, and having a good time, and we're gonna keep giving the content. We're not changing the format. I like this format. We just got to figure out what in the frick's going on. Like we're, we're picking highly relevant topics, highly relevant gaming news, and one week we're riding high and we're doing great and getting suggested, and the next week it's like no one freaking knows we're here. It's like what happened? Like we're not doing anything, other than taking a break. That's the only thing I can attribute it to. It's like. I'm telling you, if you take a break, they- they hurt you. They really, really do. The last time this happened, we were in prime position. Brand new content, there was a raid, there was all the stuff going on in Destiny. I took a week off, because I was in the hospital. Came back, and everything was flat. It was so hard to get the ball moving. It's the same thing every time. I just- I don't know if the algorithm basically needs like a backlog of like a week to then trust in the in the channel or something so i i don't know what it is and i don't want to get caught up in metrics i don't but like people like oh man this thumbnail's fire and i'm like sure it is where is everybody where is everybody (laughs) like that is some that is some prime topics there sony state of play battlefield maps red dead dark souls i don't know i don't know what it is And then I have people coming in this morning. They're like, you're not at the top of my feed. And I'm like, well, maybe that's why nobody's here. YouTube was once again fiddling with stuff. And people are like, I had no idea you were live. We dealt with that. You guys remember? We dealt with that for two weeks. For two weeks, we had people coming in and they were like, I didn't even know you were streaming. I thought you took a month off. And I was like, what? I was like, I'm here every day. (laughs) They're like, yeah, I had no idea. I was like, why? Why is it doing this? I don't know. You were recommended all morning before you actually started streaming. And then once you start streaming, you disappeared today and yesterday. We can feel it. We can feel it, Mike. We can. We can. I can feel it. I'm like, what is happening? Like, where's the normalcy? We get in the lane. We think it's predictable. And then we're like, huh? I don't know. All of a sudden we get kicked. And it's like, we don't, we don't know what it is. I don't know. I I don't know like it always seems to be after we have a couple of strong weeks. It's so bizarre. It's like we have a we have like one strong week and then YouTube's like, "Yeah. We're going to make some changes." And it's like, "What why? What what happened?" It could be, I don't know. It could be the holiday. Thumbnail viewed 26,000 times, clicked 2,000 times. Yeah, I don't think the thumb. Yeah, the thumbnail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the thumbnail's is not converting. Um, yeah, it's got a, it's got a terrible click through rate, three point three percent. I think usually our click through rate is what I don't know, ten or eight percent. You're right at the top for me. I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't know what to tell you. I really, really don't. Like our Elden Ring debate as a comparison. Oh, that didn't do very well either three point three point three percent click through rate. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think that's just our challenge. We're gonna have to continue to figure out what in the frick we want to do because I don't think people that get on YouTube know what to what what to even think of like our thumbnails and our titles because that's not normal for YouTube, so I don't know. What's going on with that TED talk thumbnail? Yeah that one's weird. That one's super weird. That was super weird. Did my question show up? I, I'm not actually sure. I gotta scroll down to the next question. The next question is from Christopher. No, I don't have your question, Dracus. I don't. Uh, Christopher says, How long do you think it takes before games cost too much to make a price increase happen? I, y- they're already trying it. They're testing it out with the $70 thing on Sony. You know what I mean? They're testing it out with the $70 thing on Sony. they they' they're, this is always gonna be the the struggle with video game pricing the struggle with video game pricing is gonna be when we raise the price is everybody is everybody gonna become up in arms and not buy our game you know what I mean it, th- there's there's no way around it like There is an element of gaming right now that's anti-spending. People are like, no, I don't want to spend a dime. Give it to me for free, or update it for free, or give me free this, give me free that. Like, people just don't want to spend money on anything in games. Or they think $60 that they spent a year or two ago entitles them to anything they do in the game. Right? Anything. So if if the the market responds negatively to it then what you're going to continue to see is other, other monetization structures you know what I mean other monetization structures are going I think to start to become more prominent because if they're like listen we need to charge 70 for our game and they don't do well it doesn't sell well you know what I mean it could be the topics, Barrier. Yeah, it could be. It's so it's so hard to figure it out. It's so hard to figure it out, Barrier. Yesterday, I think we had solid topics. I think we completely screwed ourselves with the description. Our description was just insane yesterday, but we we wanted to try it out. We wanted to try it out. We had two different schools of thought, and I was like, I think this is obscene. I don't think this is going to work and I think, we got, I think we got just absolutely punished yesterday for the description I think today's description is solid I think we've got it set up exactly how it needs to be but the topics might not be I don't know topics might not be of interest right now you know and that's the thing we just need to press on and continue but let, let me explain what we did here we didn't make this change because we wanted more numbers or more metrics. We made this change because I was going crazy. Okay? We made this change because having a lead topic, it wasn't working. Like, I couldn't do it. I was like, I can't talk about a lead topic for two or three hours. I can't do it. It's driving me nuts. Like, when we covered Halo Infinite getting, uh, Heroes of Reach, I was like, Dude, I can talk about that for maybe 30 minutes, maybe 40, especially if people are asking questions and going back and forth. was Like, I can't talk about that for three or four hours. I'm going freaking crazy. And then I was like, listen, we, we there's more topics to cover. Why don't we go with a variety thumbnail, variety title, and then more people will have a reason to show up because if you don't give a frick about Halo, you're not going to show up if you see Halo in the thumbnail and nothing else. But some of the days we were talking about Halo... We also had, like, micro-topics about, uh, you know, other things. And so I was like, well, let's go to Variety. And we tried it yesterday, and I felt a thousand times better throughout the entire stream. I felt great today. And then I look at the numbers, and I'm like, what the frick, YouTube? You know what I'm saying? It's like, we're having a great time. I feel a thousand times better. But YouTube is just like, you took a break, so you have to suffer for two weeks. You know what I'm saying? The same thing happened the last time I took a break. It's, we're just going to have to suffer through it. And hopefully, it's not the thumbnail. Because I think the thumbnail's fantastic. I'm like, but again, that's the question. If people are searching for these various topics, are they going to click on a thumbnail that's got that much stuff on it? Yeah, me and Hilly are playing tonight. We're playing Human Fall Flat. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I think we broke Lono talking about Reach too much. (laughs) I enjoyed that day but I got to a point where I was like we got like an hour into the Halo Reach stream and I was like, dude, I can't do this I, like, I, I'm running out of gas yeah, I can't talk about this for, for another two hours, it's just not possible so, we've also changed the workflow, so some of you might not realize this but I was working until like 11 o'clock at night preparing for uh, the next day, right? I was preparing for the next day until like 11 o'clock at night and then if the next day didn't go very well, I'd be like, what the frick? I would get so aggravated. So we've completely changed the workflow. I get, I get done with you guys in the afternoon, I hop on the phone with Creature, and we get everything ready for the next day. And that helps me know my evening's not gonna get you know annihilated. Thank you, Silent Warrior, for the brand new membership. Thanks for doing that. Enjoy your dope badge. Enjoy your emotes. Your dope and deserve dope stuff. Did I miss a poll? No, we didn't do a poll today. We probably should have done one about price, uh, pricing of games. I guess we could do one right now. Um, Video game prices are video. um, Should they start charging 70 or more? Yes or no? That was the big debate earlier. Should they start charging 70 or more? Should they start charging more for video games? Video game prices. Should they start charging 70 or more? There you go. Do, 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 do. <sighs> I Darth Fitzgerald, that's such a good word. I thought about that last night when we were on our way to therapy. I was like, "One year into purple i was streaming for like i think like 70 to 100 people and not making very much money you know what i mean so that's a good word that i've consistently tried to remind myself of but it's it's frustrating to be like if we just had a way to know is it us or is it youtube does that make sense like, you'll drive yourself crazy. Like, when I was on Purple, I knew what was going on. I was like, I'm not at the top. I'm not well-known enough. This'll just take a while. It was completely different. It was volume-driven. YouTube is driven by recommendations. And when we get into that lane, we have a massive day, and we meet a ton of new people, and we, and we get a ton of subs. So it's like, when we have these downturns, I'm like, is it us? Are we doing something wrong? Are we, are we using... Bad descriptions, bad titles, bad thumbnails. Like, what? Or, 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 is it YouTube? Like, why are we suddenly striking lightning for a week straight, and then the next week we're like, what the frick happened? You see what I'm saying? So, the good news is I'm in a better headspace, and I feel a thousand times better during the stream and after. We're just trying to be like, dude, what the frick? Are we doing something wrong? Are we messing something up here? You know. Or is it just YouTube being YouTube, you know? <laughs> Why do they have to use dev time to update Dark Souls 3 on Xbox to an inferior state than the PS5 automatically achieved? I don't even know how much dev time they acqu- they, they did for it, Eugene, because it's literally just that FPS boost thing that the Xbox does. I don't think it's the same. Um, so... Yeah, you guys are taking the poll here. What do we have? 69 votes. So no one wants to vote. It's stuck at 69 votes. Come on, guys. I know 69 votes is nice, but there we go, 71 votes. (laughs) I was like, come on. Uh, Two minutes ago, we put up the poll. Video game prices, should they start charging 70 or more? Um, In my opinion, the state of gaming industry uh, is capital T trash, and they should not charge more. I just think it depends on the game, though. I like games like Returnal and others, and I'm like, I would happily pay more for those games. They're so, they're so good. You know? FPS Boost is handled by Microsoft devs and not the devs who made the games. Doesn't make sense for machines that are essentially using the same chips. Because I think FPS boosts FPS Boost works at a different level. It works at like Gilly put it in the Discord. It's something to do with the internal clock of the game. It's not the same as increasing textures, lighting, or resolution. You know what I mean? So the uh the I don't think it's I don't think it's the same. I don't think it's the same. Yo, good morning, Zubair. I'd be more accepting of higher prices for a game if I'm constantly getting my hair blown back. I'm constantly let down by new titles. Maybe I'm getting too old. Well, and this is where the industry is at a standstill with this, probably uh, Dem Rivers, because the industry has created really unhealthy practices of announcing games too early, overhyping the games, games run out of money, games get pushed out when they shouldn't be, games are crap. No one's going to accept a $70 price point on a game on games that are in that cycle. So, let's imagine that that cycle is 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 super standard now. Announced too early, overhyped, run out of money, you push out a minimum viable product and it's crap. It's Dark Alliance crap, right? You can't charge $70 for that. People are like, are you freaking crazy? This game's in beta. This game's a tech test. This is awful, you know? So there's this unhealthy cycle of early, early announcements, run out of money, push out a game before it's ready, and people are like, why on earth would I pay more for games right now? They keep launching in in, in terrible shape. launching in awful shape. If they were all launching as complete and as smooth and as great as Returnal and Ghost of Tsushima, well then we'd be having a different discussion altogether. People like, well dude, games lately are so good I run out of time to play them. I don't I don't mind paying seventy. But can you imagine paying seventy dollars for Cyberpunk? You'd be like, This game doesn't even this game barely runs like You know, there's a warning on the game when I buy it, (laughs) you know, there's a warning on the game when I buy it, uh, take two is, is not going to let us use, um, yeah, we're not gonna be able to monetize the Red Dead video, that's fine, I don't care, I don't worry, I'm not worried about that. everything gets more expensive, people generally earn more money, of course games should follow. Right, I think that's one of the main problems with this discussion, is a lot of people are like, yeah, that's great that that, that games cost more, and people should be earning more, and people are like, I'm not earning more, right? So they're like, if, I, if I'm not earning more, then, you know, um, uh, if, if if I'm not earning more, then I'm not. I don't want to pay more, and I think that's part of the problem. Uh, we got another question here from Greenside. Why would Two K put Red Dead Online um, to get you to play right now? Oh, what could I'm sorry. What could Two K do right now to get you to play Red Dead? Well, here's the thing, and this is a challenge because whenever they announce a trailer like this, they're speaking, a lot of the times, they're speaking to their existing audience. Right? And if you're only speaking to your existing audience, then... that existing audience knows what everything means. I was reading through that information this morning for the short, I'm like, I don't know what any of this stuff is. I don't know what any of it is. And, what was the game we were looking at playing? We were looking at playing the DLC... And I was like, "What's it going to look like for a new player?" It was ESO, Elder Scrolls Online had their brand new thing coming out, and we covered it and we played it. Um, and it was mainly the reason that I was like, "I don't think we could ever cover this game because there's too many established uh, there's too many established streamers that you know that cover these games." And so we you know we jumped in with Blackwood, and and uh, and we tried to play it, and it just it wasn't there, right. It wasn't there. Now, because I went through that, I relayed to all of you and relayed to other people. I was like, dude, I was like, the the new player acquisition for Elder Scrolls Online is insanely good. It's excellent. It is excellent. Like they have really considered if someone jumps into Elder Scrolls right now, brand new player, and they want to play Blackwood with their friends. We're going to make it super easy to get them in the game. Their new player entrance is brilliantly crafted. It's perfect in my mind, right? It's, 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 it's brilliantly crafted. Now, when I was looking for information about ESO Blackwood and what I needed to do to prepare, or was I going to be able to play it, or any of that information, nothing. Nothing on their website, nothing in a trailer, nothing. I had people in the community tell me, really easy to jump in, there's going to be like a brief tutorial, and then you can just pick that DLC and you'll go to it. I was like, okay, thank you. Now, if I wouldn't have had people saying that in my chat, I would have been completely in the dark. I would have been completely in the dark. So the question I think for some of these game companies is would it be worth doing two trailers every time so Red Dead Redemption 2 online features blood money and then they got this trailer and they're like you know brand new to Red Dead online click here and they have a video and they're like you've never checked out Red Dead online before here's what you have to look forward to if you jump in on July 13th with blood money and they give you like a very basic walkthrough in the video of You do this, you do this, you do this, and then you're off to the races. Now, I don't know if that's worth the time, the production, the marketing, the recording, all of that. I don't know if it's worth it in their mind because it's possible at that stage of the game they're not going to get a high conversion rate of new players. They're just not, right? It's not going to happen. That is entirely possible. That they're like, this isn't worth it. Why would we waste our freaking time doing that? Now, in my mind, if you've got the department and you got your dude in the booth recording voice lines, have him record a couple voice lines about what it's like to be a new player and put together a really short video. I mean, YouTubers make videos all the time for your freaking games, and they do them in a day. You know? They do them in a day. Hillbilly Jack? Yeah, that's right. Hillbilly Jack, welcome to Red Dead Online Blood Money. <laughs> like have Hillbilly Jack do it you know your brand new whippersnapper out here to the wild wild west and then that would be your way of potentially making it like hey you know brand new folks can jump in I mean we discussed this with Battlefield Battlefield's gonna have that challenge when they announce a brand new season how on earth are you gonna get a brand new player to give a frick and jump in when they gotta buy the game at full price and then buy your season to be up to date on everything how? how are you gonna do it? So if if you're trying to get those new players, or in this case, be- Greenside's got a great question. What could they do to get Red Dead online to make you play right now? I'll tell you what they could do. Inform me what it's gonna look like as a brand new player to jump in. Am I gonna be able to do any of the new stuff? Am I am, am I am I gonna be able to do am I gonna be able to jump in and play with my buddies? Is that even possible? Best be fixing to get fixed. Yeah, you better get to getting before you get got. That's right. So, at least when you at least when one video flops, you don't lose all your subs. <laughs> That's right. I enjoy the multiple trailer thing. It always worked well for me with the Destiny trailers or multiples like Far Cry has done with the new one. Yeah. Yeah, a trailer designed to say if you've never played Red Dead Online before, right? If you've never played Red Dead Online before, this is what it's going to be like. If you jump in with blood money, that's the main thing I would need to jump in. And Drakus Pander has another one about Red Dead. He says, Will the new Red Dead Redemption 2 offer separate servers to avoid trolls? I can't play solo for fear of the high probability of being relentlessly targeted. I, they, I don't know if they said I really really don't Red Dead Redemption 2 is still 30 FPS on new gen oh gosh that's just dis- that's awful Lono booted up as a new player about a month ago uh, you want someone oh you booted up as a new player about a month ago you want someone to walk you through it the tutorial is as you go but it seems uh, like it's longer than it needs to be Fable's first post since last year, and it's to remind people to follow Fable. <laughs> uh, that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. Um. I cannot believe what I see to consciously allow myself to be charged scams. I don't know what you guys are talking about pricing, I think, still. Trolls are not that bad. I'm a very high level character over 200 plus hours and I've run into trolls exactly two times. Red Dead Online has a standalone for $10. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this is the problem that we we've talked about this with Sea of Thieves right see if thieves it's the same idea do i want to play if i'm going to get freaking griefed the entire time do i want to even touch the game if i'm going to boot up and be like man I-, I can't get anything done or man these griefers won't leave me alone or man these guys are just following me around you know i i i think that's i think that's part of the dilemma is um you know are, are can you have a game with online interactions like that where you can get griefed and trolled and can you have it be minimal enough to to, to make it you know tolerable you know what i mean let's turn lono into a red dead online streamer he could put a big 10 gallon hat on for the streams i won't check out the new dlc until they patch in proper performance the game is pretty and all but i'm spoiled on 60 fps Dirty 30 ain't an option for me anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's a great that'd be a great name for an expansion though. Red Dead Redemption Online presents The Dirty 30. And it's like 30, you know, 30 outlaws you got to hunt down and find. They have missions specifically that mark you on the map to get chased by other players. Oh gosh, no thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> no, do you guys remember that in in uh, in Division? This is the, okay. This is the worst thing in Division. Whenever you would go into the Dark Zone, everybody always had that friend that would you know you'd be like playing and moving along, and then all of a sudden you'd hear an agent on your team has gone rogue, and you're like, no, why? Why did you do that? And now you're like showing up on the map and like everybody's coming to kill you like, you idiot, oh man that was the worst without fail, every time I would play Dark Zone with buddies on stream, that's what would happen somebody would just give in to temptation and we'd be like in a standoff with some guys, like, okay, okay, okay we'll go our separate way, you go our separate way, and then you'd be like walk, and you'd hear, pa an agent on your team has gone rogue like, it. Is there a game we could all play together to start the long-term dialogue and ongoing interest like Destiny was? The in-depth discussion of common interests is missing. Cursory review of throwaways. I mean, I don't know what to do, Darth. There's not, there aren't games like that. You can't force it. I I talked about this um, with my therapist, and I, I, I talked about this reading through my book recently. My gifting and my passion just dovetailed perfectly in Destiny. I wasn't forcing it. I was genuinely passionate about that game and loved every square inch of it, warts and all, and wanted to see it continue, improve, and get better, and that's what drove the discussions, the passion, the authenticity, and then me, I'm, I'm a good host. It was a good show, right? Well, I can't force that. You're not gonna go see me suddenly get uber passionate about Elder Scrolls Online or Final Fantasy or whatever, you know? You catch lightning in a bottle, and then you try and do it again, you can't force it. You know what I mean? We we accidentally fell into that format, and that game, and that passion. So, I love debating. I love going back and forth. I love Q&A, so that format's staying, so that I can kind of do that and enjoy myself. And we, you know, cover multiple topics a day, you know? Fridays have been notoriously pretty rough for us, so... You know, I, you know, I'm just gonna have to just get used to it. You know, we're kind of starting over again, for like the 18th time in the last 12 months. Like it's been a year, and the format has, I, in my mind, the 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 format has, I think, landed. It's just a matter of, it's just a matter of continuing to do it. You know what I mean? So. <clears throat> you're beyond phenomenal at the play calling you did for the trials matches you're a natural at that uh, and would watch esports if you were hosting it yeah I mean that, that's always a possibility there too I love shoutcasting that's why I started split screen I had a lot of ideas that were all built around shoutcasting gameplay and stuff I had a lot of game ideas I'm, I'm sorry a lot of show ideas yeah 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 so did you try the Final Fantasy on PS5 uh, I tried Final Fantasy 7 the, uh, the the remake and I love the combat, but the game flow and the and the dialogue and the fetching, like the quest, the, it was really a fetch quest in the beginning. Um, I always there was nothing I I I couldn't do it. I wasn't enjoying myself. You know what I mean? I Was not enjoying myself. I see it like this: the common interest is the stream, discussions, debates, community. Yes, some topics won't interest some people. That's why there's multiple to- topics. At least that's my take, and that's why I think doing one topic was just wearing me out I don't want to talk about one thing for two or three hours I can't do that you know when we were covering destiny we wouldn't even talk about destiny some days we would debate for an hour why some some movies are bad and other movies are good or who's the best person for this and favorite books and favorite cartoons like you see what I'm saying like that's why I think multiple topic works works better for this format we just need to tap into how how do we present that as a product On YouTube, right? Because you guys are showing up and being like, oh, this is dope. I'm going to submit a question. Oh, this is dope. I don't give a rip about Sony, but I'm excited about Dark Souls 3 getting FPS boost, or I'm excited about the Battlefield thing. You don't have to be interested in all four topics. Like, I think you guys are already seeing, like, oh, this is actually a better format, and I'm enjoying it much, much more. It's all a matter of saying, we got this thing that we do how do we put that in packaging that lands on the shelf of YouTube that people are like, hey, what's that? I want to watch that. That's that's what we're trying to navigate right now. You know? That's what we're trying to navigate. We have a product that we like creating. We have a product that people like consuming. But, how do we package it in a way that translates and 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 people then understand on YouTube? Now, I told this to creature last night. I'm actually okay with lower numbers if the conversions are better conversions. There's always a risk of like someone coming in and I'm covering Elden Ring. Remember the guys, remember the day we were covering Elden Ring? Well, there's always a risk of someone coming in converting and being like, "Oh, this is dope." And then they come back the next day and they're like, "Oh, he's not talking about Elden Ring. I'm out of here." If people click on this and they see, oh, variety gaming coverage every day, live Q&A, and they click, well, they're not gonna come back the next day and be like, what the frick is this? They're gonna be like, no, I I like this. So there'll be stronger conversions, but it might just be slower. And I'm actually totally fine with that because what we do is very different. It is. There's not a lot of channels that do what we do. There's a handful of channels that do this. Now, most channels charge you for every question. You gotta use Super Chat, and we don't do that. We attach the question benefit to being a member. So, there were days we talked Doctor Who. Oh, I remember that! We would debate Doctor Who, or talk about our favorite seasons, or our favorite Doctors. Those were fun days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those were fun. What are two games that can have the passion like to Uh would be nice, also some pillars of passion with all the other topics yeah, 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 and then maybe it'll happen I'm not going to force it maybe it'll happen, maybe Halo Infinite you know, is is a fit for regular coverage, we're never going to plant our flag in a game, but it could be regular coverage there could be some really fun things we do with Halo Infinite as a community you know, with with my shoutcasting and stuff you know, there could be really fun stuff that we could do but I'm not going to be like, this is a Halo Infinite channel now. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. You know, I'm not. I voted no on the poll, but I'd be willing to pay more if the game's releasing guaranteed some level of stability, balance, and completion. Yeah, there. most people are saying no, so almost 200 people have voted on the poll in chat. Video game prices, should they start charging $70 or more? Now, the reason we got on that subject earlier was we were talking about the director's cut for Death Stranding and Ghost of Tsushima. Having people have, you know, you're having to pay for the increase and we got on the subject of video game pricing and I was like I don't think games cost enough but that's that's the tension and the rub is well a lot of games are launching and they're really bad like do you honestly think cyberpunk should have been more money no I don't I don't think it should even launched. it wasn't ready you know happy Friday thank you Brittany so there's there's a, there's a challenge you, if 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 I suddenly started charging you more for the membership that you have here. Hey guys, uh, you know, the $5 memberships, we're going to have to bump those to $7. Now, I'm not allowed to do that. That's not something I can do. That would be an incredibly um, unethical to just suddenly be able to, like, yeah, all of a sudden your card's getting hit for more money. And, you know, I, I made a little video to warn you or whatever. Uh, so, the, the but, but if I did that, let's imagine I could do that I could suddenly just start charging you more for your membership you'd be like well am I going to get anything extra am I going to get any more features are you going to make any more content like what you know is is, is there going to be anything is there going to be anything extra for me you know and I think that that's what's going on in video games is it's like they're going to want to charge you extra because they are putting more into it but then people are going to be like yeah but why am I paying more why well, you're getting these features. You're getting this. You're getting that. You're getting blah blah blah. You're getting a a, a game that took us longer to make because we made it for PS5 only or or whatever. But Ratchet and Clank should have been seventy dollars. Without unquestioned, no question in my mind, that should have been that should have been a seventy dollar game. I don't know if it was a seventy dollar game. Was it? In any case. But then people are going to clap back and be like, come on, man. So many games launch bad, incomplete, unstable, they're buggy, they're glitchy, they're a mess. I'm not paying that. Why would I pay that? You know what I mean? How do you explain record high CEO pay for the big companies if game companies aren't are, aren't making enough? With microtransactions and gaming bringing in billions, how can it not be enough? Okay. You're looking at big CEOs And you're concluding, how are development companies not making enough? My question for you is, are some of those CEOs working for publishers or developers? Right? And is some of the problem here an intrinsic imbalance of wage where you go to some of these development companies and their margins are razor thin? Maybe some of that is because they're paying too much to their C-suite employees. I don't know. The the margins being thin in a company doesn't mean that you won't have bigwigs making big money. That's that's part of the equation. Right? Now, does that mean they can just well pay the CEOs less money and we'll have better margins and we don't have to pay more, we don't have to charge more for the games? There's a there's a lot of things that go into it. There's a lot of things that go into it. There, there, a lot of these margins and these struggles are, are it's a, it's at a development level, and you're seeing these C-suite bonuses and these big big guys making all this money, and they're working for a publisher, not a developer. You know what I mean? Take away the CEOs and look at their calls to investors. Oh, this game made a billion dollars. Awesome. Fire 50% of the staff. <laughs> They're paying CEOs that much because the profit margins are so big. No. Well, maybe but 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 again that we don't know that. A lot of these, I'm telling you, a lot of these development companies are not paying their, their CEOs an, an exorbitant amount of money. They're not most of your development companies aren't even big enough and make enough to do that you know, c-suite wages a lot of the times are in the reports that we're seeing those are publishing companies not developers how many developers are getting exposed for like paying their c-suite employees too much most of the reports i've seen have been c-suite level employees at publishers and the publishers are able to do that because yeah they're making an insane turn. They're getting they're getting stock value and share value to go up. They're making a, they're making they're making money. You know what I mean? I would say they need help. If all the publishers like EA, Activision, and Take Two, who all said their games will be seventy dollars, were making record money each year, right? Sixty-four K is the average. Is the average what? Um, There was an industry specialist that said there is no reason for a $70 increase because of all the money they make alone off of microtransactions and DLC. It's just that people will allow the increase. Yeah, but not every game has DLC and microtransactions. CEO for developers average make 64K. Yeah, I don't think a lot of the developer CEOs are making the money that you're seeing in these reports. You're seeing reports about... Uh, you're seeing reports about publisher CEOs making tons of money. I think $70 is too much for Ratchet, but it would be acceptable for say God of War. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I look at the I look at the quality and the the revolutionary level of of Ratchet and I'm like, well, that's a $70 game. I paid $70 for Mortal Kombat in 1995. Activision literally had its best year ever like last year Uh, And they also need a $70 price tag now? Well, no. I'm not saying every game, Wheeze. That's not what I'm saying. What I was saying was, was in general, full-fledged AAA games that launch, like... like... Ratchet & Clank, Ghost of Tsushima, Returnal, games like that, I think those games should be higher in price. Now... Games that are insanely successful and and make insane amounts of money from microtransactions like Call of Duty Warzone? Well, I mean, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm not saying, well, yeah, those games should cost more money. Publishers are making stupid money. 1.1 million is the average according to Google. Yeah, it's... They're basically... They're basically making money with their money. They have so much money, they're just... That's why publishing is so big. They make money with their money. They don't care about the art, they don't care about the product all they care about is making money with their money, you know what I mean I guess I'm looking at it as hours of gameplay versus price, that's the other issue though, I'm 100% for giving more money to small companies that need it but the publishers will abuse it to heck and back publishers are greedy and can't be trusted it, it, it taints any honest discussion about pricing, right? So, like, if someone if someone is making their game independently, they don't have the financial backing of Activision, and they're like, "Well, we got to charge, we got to charge sixty dollars for our game, even though it's kind of a smaller indie title." A lot of people look, like, well, you shouldn't be charging sixty for an indie; it should be forty or fifty, right? It's not even a it's not even a seventy dollars price point discussion, really. It's a matter of like every company's different so you look at Activision and you look at these reports about these these CEOs making obscene amounts of money and then you think that applies to like every developer, every company, every game that's out there and you're like nope, no price hike needed not all games are created equal (laughs) like you go to the store right now and if you want to buy um frozen cheese frozen burgers you're going to buy frozen burgers for a cookout there is the off brand there's the on brand there's the organic there's the grass fed there's all these different types and everything that goes into making them and production and everything else and then i go to a butcher to get my local beef okay what well, pricing is different everywhere and games are the same it's like well yeah that game can launch for free and do everything off of micros because they're huge and that's a huge established name or they got a giant publisher behind them they can take that risk they can take that gamble small company can't do that you know imagine if every game required a 60 hour time sink oh yeah I don't know yeah not all games are meant to be 60 to 100 hours I don't quantify money spent to hours played it's the experience that matters to me right I to remember my dad taking me to Lechmier's to get the OG gold cartridge Zelda. I was 11 years old and it was $50. I thought it was the most expensive thing ever, right? Yeah, I said that earlier. I was like, go back and like the Super Nintendo Legend of Zelda Link to the Past was 50 or $60 and it was $60 for Breath of the Wild and the games in size, substance and and replay value, it doesn't even compare. It doesn't even compare video games have completely metamorphosized into something so much larger and so much bigger and grander than they ever were at that time. Only the large devs are the ones charging more. Well, and this is what this comes back to supply and demand because if you're EA, Activision or 2K and your games are established staples that are high in demand, they can raise the price, and what are people going to do? Stop buying those games? No, they're not. The market will support it. The market will support it. They're going to be like, well, it's 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 thus and so. Of course I'm going to spend that money, dude. I, I've been playing their games for 10 years. You know what I mean? Pokemon Red was 60 in 1998. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's eighty nine or so in today's inflation. Yeah, most games right now, if you did, if you if you if you went back in time, and you interpreted what it took to buy a fifty or a sixty dollar game back in the late nineties, you're talking about ninety to a hundred dollars, roughly. I would say the pricing of indie games versus AAA is kind of the line. Indie games have the to be priced on content and quality for price because there isn't a history of that uh, to indicate its value. AAA games don't have to follow that rule because they already have the history. Right. I'll just wait six months and save 40. The regular NES Gold Zelda 2 was $60. Trust me, convincing my father that I needed it was tough. Yeah. That's why I rented games in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Wages have an increase with inflation? Wages at, at entrance level have an increase with inflation. Well, it has, but not enough. Wages for developers have. We already had that debate. We already discussed that. You know what I mean? Uh, we got another question from... This is about Dark Souls. From Eternal Darkness. Dark Souls 3 getting the FPS boost treatment is awesome. But what do you think if they did a proper Series XS enhancement? I mean, obviously, as we read through the news about Digital Foundry pointing out that the PS5 version runs at a superior level Uh, resolution it would be nice if dark souls 3 got an actual series x s enhancement update patch people need to understand fps boost is very very different than an actual like remaster or an update it's just not it's it's a simple little thing they go in and if the game can sustain it stably to have its clock rate on the fps you know uncapped or turned up they go in and they update the game for it. They're not remastering, remaking, re-text, retexturizing anything. They're just not. It's it's not a. Uh, it's it's not even. It's not even remotely in the same ballpark. That's why a lot of people are forgetting. That, like whenever you go and buy a remaster or you upgrade and you pay for the ten dollars or whatever to get the remaster or the updated version, you're buying something that that the developers went in and took time to do. It's it's not a patch. They literally went in and rebuilt aspects of the game, recoded aspects of the game, and FPS Boost is not that. FPS Boost is a Microsoft developer-level thing. It was kind of okay to raise back when solid copies were a thing, but with digital, it's charging for zeros and ones. Well, yeah, and I mean, it, you know, the, 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 all of a sudden, a spe- and see, this gets, yeah, this gets really dicey. Um, this gets really dicey when you see um, the games that require a connection. You know, Anthem, and the Anthem servers get shut off eventually. Well, I mean, you don't own that; you can never go back and play it ever again. It's gone. And that's another element of this discussion, is like, well, do I want to pay more money for a game that I, I don't actually own? I don't even own the game. I'm I'm given a license to play it, you know? And if a butthurt community manager wants to ban you, they can and give you zero reason. It's in the EULAs. It's in the TOSs. They can just be like, bye. And you're like, what did I do? Oh, you cut me off on the highway. And I knew who you were, so wasn't hard to find your account you're banned Uh, you can't do that we don't answer to you you know you don't even own the games anymore yeah you don't own the game it's it's a license agreement you're allowed to play it on their servers they own the servers it's like when you watch that movie the founder and he figures out that he goes if he goes and he buys all the land you know and that guy tells him he's like you're in the real estate business you need to be buying the land that's what's going on. Like, they own the servers, and you're allowed to play on them. Shut the servers down, and there you go. You're done. You don't. You can't play anymore. I would say FPS Boost is closer to DLSS, where the console uses the frames already, and it generates to calculate the in-between frames to double the frame rate, instead of an engine overhaul to double the frame rate. Yeah, that's why FPS Boost can be for free, because... They're just making sure when they flip that switch on that the game runs stably. They probably run all kind of simulations and and things to make sure that it's it's not gonna, you know, it's not gonna break the game, you know. Bought Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, platinum that week, and then uh, sold it. Lost 10. Yeah, I mean, you can always do that, that's true. <laughs> if you're buying physical copies still physical copies that have literally one gig of data on them you might as well buy digitally well and then I mean a lot of these games out of the box have day one patches and stuff you gotta download anyway it's not like buying the physical copy is somehow putting you in some you know special class or something there's another banger on game pass called Proteus it's so good yeah somebody requested that it might have been Sven I think Sven requested that as a game request Proteus it's like kind of like Doom or something Oh, is that? From, yeah, that's the stuff from last night. So, I, there's a place in town called Havana Rumba that we like to go to, but it's kind of far away. It's not in a convenient place in town. And then we realize that a place really, really close to us—it's literally the same place. It's like, it's like identical menu. I think it's the same. We think it's the same owners. <laughs> we were eating there last night. I was like, this is the same menu. <laughs> it's like. This place is, this place is, the, the difference is, is, notable. You're talking about a difference between like a the 20 minute drive and a five minute drive. We're like, what? <laughs> Different names. Crazy when you think about it. If I tweet at GM, they can't come take my car. Right. Or they can't, like, shut off the the services in the car. Like, well, those use our servers and our information. You're done. We don't like you. Yeah, Tesla could. (laughs) You go to update the car and they just break your car. Trying to sell people on Star is such a pain. Don't get me started. We get chewed out if we don't do it. It's the worst when they're trying to have you sell something that you know people don't want. I hated that. I always hated doing that. Yeah, I tried a Modelo uh, Negra last night. Oh, my goodness. Such a good lager. So bright with the lime in it. I was like, this is, I, I, I was like, I'm so mad at myself for never trying this beer before. It was so good. Alright. I couldn't believe how bright it was. This is a darker beer. It's a darker lager. I thought, oh, this is gonna be you know, this is gonna be this is gonna be strong. This is gonna be bitter or something. now it was bright and crisp, well, that lime in there. I love lime, so that's that was a huge win for me. There aren't a lot of beers you can put lime in, you know. We need to try Estrella. Yalisco? Yeah, Jali- I don't know how to say that one. Estrella. <clears throat> it's better than Modelo, and I love Modelo. Really. Yeah, my wife didn't hate it. She tried it. It's always a danger with the KSD; it's just gonna fall out on you. J is pronounced H. I know. I'm out of practice. Jalisco, Estrella Jalisco. Jali- well, there's only one L, so is that? That's an that's that's an L. Two L's is the Ya, yeah, and one L is the is a normal L. Jalisco, Estrella, Jalisco. It's hard to it's hard to run that together. beer, anyone? No, no, no. We're drinking tonight with Hilly. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that now. I'm, I'm intentionally drinking... I always drink way more... I've been trying to drink way more water in general, and it's killing me today. <laughs> Burnt quesadilla today? No, not today. <laughs> I set a timer. It tastes like the inside of an oven that one time, Mama. That was rough. I downloaded Human Fall Flat on PC. Game Pass advised it's cross-platform. Oh. quality dictates price who judges the quality oh I have no idea so Mithrax says if you'd give advice for new players who are interested to jump into Dark Souls what would it be? Dark Souls players are split on which one you should start with. Like which which game you should start with. I found Dark Souls 3 to be pretty approachable. Um If you start with Dark Souls, you know, 3, I think 1 isn't 1 supposed to be like the most unapproachable. Um and and I think 3 is considered one of the more approachable, more linear, more accessible Dark Souls. So, the Souls guys can debate till the cows come home on, like, which one you should start with. I can tell you, as somebody who enjoys the games, I'm decently proficient at them, but I I genuinely fall out and I run out of endurance, you have to analyze losses differently than in other games, okay? When you fail at a boss fight in most games... You're you're generally like, "Oh, let me try again." You know. "Let me try again." And then you make a couple adjustments. In Dark Souls, it's like, "Oh, I died for the 15th time. I just got reminded about being greedy. Getting greedy gets you killed in those games. You have to know when to stop swinging and get the frick out of dodge. Like, stop swinging. Dodge roll perry whatever greed is is the, i think greed and impatience are the are the leading killers in a game like dark souls greed and impatience greed because you play sloppy and go for extra hits when you you shouldn't you see their health getting low and you 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 loosen up and you don't play tight because you're getting greedy you're like oh let's finish this fight greed will kill you and so will impatience I can't go back and fight a boss for the ninth time. I don't have the patience and the endurance for it. People are like, ninth time? My gosh, you're going to fail at some of these bosses 20 and 30 times. And if you're not a player that can embrace that, then you're never going to get anywhere. Now, I'm also kind of like Jaggy. If I die and can start right back at that boss, grab my stuff and take another crack... I have an easier time the journey back can be tilting that hit, that, that chisels away at your patience cause I would rush back the rats the rats in the sewers would get me take some of my health and then I'm grumpy and now I'm in a bad state of mind you know Dark Souls 3 does a much better job of letting you back in. Dark Souls 1 and 2, you may have to do the whole level again. Yeah, I I struggle with that. Why don't I go back to Sekiro? We will. So we're going to start doing more. We're going to start doing from software games on this channel. And today is one of the first days that we're doing it. We want to sort of get into a headspace where I start to improve and play those games and become more familiar with them in anticipation of Elden Ring. Journey back is what I hated most about Dark Souls, but oddly I don't mind it in Metroidvanias. Metroidvania is not a journey back. It's a retread with power. It's different. I have Double Jump now. I have Dash now. I have whatever now. It's a retread with power. It's not the same as like, Oh, here we go again! You know. Where would you rank Demon Souls PS5? Oh, I think Demon Souls PS5 is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. A magnificent treatment and port. Wonderful game and I quit because of the Tower Knight. I meant the journey back on a game like Sundered and Blasphemous. Yeah, but Blasphemous isn't a Metroidvania, really. Blasphemous is a Souls game. Sundered is a mixture of Rogue and Metroidvania, mostly Metroidvania, because the journey back in in Sundered is very different, but like the journey back in Hollow Knight or Ori, you know, other we're playing uh, Enderlily today, that's a Metroidvania, I didn't realize it, I thought it was a Souls game, but apparently it's a Metroidvania. You don't know what state of play is? It's when Sony does Oppressor and they talk about their games. So we watched a bunch of the trailers this morning from it. Blasphemous has Metroid elements. Oh, I know it has Metroidvania elements, but I think primarily it's a Souls game. At its heart of hearts, it's a Souls game. That's why I stopped playing it. Um here let's do something I'm gonna run upstairs really quickly and use the restroom and refill my water if you're a paying member and you want to submit a question that is off topic we like to treat the last 30 minutes as a bit of an AMA ask me anything Um, feel free to do that I'm I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this and switch scenes so that I can go in and delete everyone's questions in case somebody already submitted two questions I highly doubt anybody did but if you want to submit questions now sort of uh, an ask me anything feel free to do that with the question command or the Q command in chat or in discord and I will be right back and we are playing Dark Souls 3 today you get to watch me rage out and get angry we're going to be showing off the FPS boost gameplay okay I'll be right back Okay. What Metroid game? Metroidvania game am I playing today? It's called Ender Lilies. What's going on? Hang on a second. Um... I always have to have a test question in Dem River says in Dark Souls 3 would you consider a magic build it's pretty rough early game but drastically improves later in the game when you get strong spells magic range attacks are easier on the nerves no I don't want to do that Um, unfortunately I can't have your question on screen for whatever reason I have to put a test question that's how I framed it no I wouldn't want to do that I really really like the combat so I wouldn't want to like avoid the combat even though the combat's super frustrating I find the combat to be really really satisfying I don't know I really really like it it's really really fun I would worry about like I don't know started playing super metroid i can see why it's great but it's hard for sure oh yeah super Metroid's one of those games like it's old and so it's in that vein of like kick you in the teeth hard even though it's an amazing game you know what i mean even though it's an amazing game yo what's good gritter uh bowers says with a new diablo game in the works and hopefully being out in a year or two what are your hopes and desires for that game excuse me yeah, it's really hard with a game like Diablo because they're going to fall into the same... <sighs> they're going to fall into the same struggles and they're likely facing those struggles right now, even in development, of... you got to honor... you got to honor where you've come from and what people love about you. At the same time, you got to take the game forward and evolve it. It's very, very delicate. You know? And... What I want... This is the main thing that I typically like from a game like that. Right, this is typically what I look for and what I wanna see. What I typically wanna wanna see and wanna look for is lots of loot and build diversity. If you can give me that, okay, then I'm happy. One of the biggest dangers of those games is the build diversity is is non existent. You get stuck in a rut, you're like, Well everybody builds this way or this is the strongest way or whatever. Um and lots of loot. I mean that that that's always I think that's always the ticket to making a game just constantly feel fresh and rewarding is every time you sit down you're playing and you're getting stuff and trying it out and, and using different abilities or using different weapons or, or, or whatever. And so I, I don't have a laundry list of demands of Diablo four. I really don't. I think Diablo three heavily in, informed them and other people on how to adequately do seasons and ongoing endgame. You know, I think it uh, I think it heavily has influenced No Man's Sky with their expedition structure and more and more I think you're going to see more games duplicate that so I don't think Diablo 4 is going to struggle in any respect with end game or extending end game or ongoing live service um, I think it's going to be the, the real question is can the game feel new and fresh and, like, next-gen? I think isometric games, I think that's a challenge to, to make them feel evolved and new and fresh and not feel sort of dated. Because the format is good. There's nothing wrong with a good isometric game, the top-down quasi-three-dimensional. Um, D4 seems to be entering uh, some dev hell with lots of uh, jumping ship at Blizz. I didn't. I've not seen any reports of developers leaving. 100% uh, agree with that. There is always a meta, but some game devs seem to deliberately create a meta within the game with the intention of people revolving around it. <sighs> yeah, and I don't know if there's a way to do this, but this is this is how I would do it if I was a developer. So that way you could you could re, you could build toward an ideal, right? what I would do is I would say here's a barbarian and we need five end game viable builds that are completely different we need one that's rooted in axe and melee based abilities we need one that is rooted in dual wield swords and uh, stunning abilities right see what I'm saying so what you would do is, is you would create. I would basically say to the de- to the developers, I want you right now to create five insanely awesome end game builds for that character. Make them, and then they make them, and I'm like, okay, now make five more, and they all need to be comp- they all need to be different as well, or they could be maybe iterations or alternates, like of th- of those five, and then you reverse engineer it and you're like these are the 10 end game viable strong awesome builds they work we've run the simulations they're great they're they're uh they're not just strong they're viable there's not one stand out in the bunch okay and then you just reverse engineer it and you're like well how do you get the person to this build what skills are needed, what skill trees, what abilities, what um, what set bonuses are needed, what weapons are needed, what buffs and debuffs. I, I'm, I'm not an expert, but that's how I would approach it. I, I don't know why they always end up in the rut of we made all these amazing abilities, all these amazing skills, all these build options, and there's one or two that are just head above the rest. Head and shoulders above the rest. And everything else is just kind of, eh. Like, there is nothing worse than getting into the end game of a game like that, and you've got this build that you've been loving, and then you find out it's end game trash, and you're like, well, what? I don't know. I like this build. This build's fun. This is why I chose this character. That happened in Borderlands 2 with Axton. You'd get into the end game, and his end game builds were a joke in comparison to the other players. You know, a. Uh, uh, a Cataclysm endgame build for a Siren, or a, a Gunzerker, I forget the one build for the, the there was like the Grog Nozzle, you know Dupa build for the for Salvador, and then Axton's sitting there with nothing, turrets get destroyed almost instantaneously, they don't scale properly, yeah, like Outriders I get all the way to the game end game of Outriders and I got a Devastator I picked him on purpose, he was fun in the early game, just like Axton Axton is super fun in the early game of Borderlands 2 and then you get to the end game. You're like, this guy's this, this guy's garbage. You know, people are like, well, if you want to play as a devastator, you got to do this, 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 this. And then you got to get this legendary. And if you don't get this legendary, the build won't really work. And I'm like, shut the frick up! I'm not playing. You know, if you start at the end game and you make four or five crazy, awesome, strong builds, you know, the and then yet the ideal that you build to you don't end up with a pigeonholed character Angry Joe's review of Dark Alliance was great but by watching you suffer through it it saved 60 bucks if only the devs could tune in to you and learn something because I was really looking forward to it yeah I don't know most, most of the reviews came in just really rough for that game right out of the gate it was getting ripped up it was getting ripped up right out of the gate
3: <coughs>
0: uh-huh. Gritter, Gritter used the Q&A right now, the Ask Me Anything AMA. When can we expect a Dark Roast for Rageless Roast? It's in process right now, Gritter. I think we should have it. You should be able to start ordering it uh, the second half of July is, is what we're looking at. Middle of July, Light Roast should be restocked. We're down to like the final 60 or 70 bags. And then, um... And then the Dark Roast will, uh... The Dark Roast will be, um, like, second half of this month. So. Mm
3: -hmm. Uh. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, I was just looking at something on Twitter. You see, as I said, bless you out loud. There you go. That's the way. Greenside says, what's your dream game like? If you could make the perfect game for you, what would it be? Um... Man, the perfect game for me, I think, is an open-world action-adventure game with lots of loot, lots of depth. Um, You know, if I could take Breath of the Wild and take Breath of the Wild and, like, God of War and smash them together, that, that would be the perfect game. And if I can play with other players, you know, if I can play with my wife. Kind of a looter shooter, but also kind of like an action adventure looter shooter with like a really nice map to clear. Um, Truth be told, truth be told, I don't typically like games like Destiny because nobody's done it right. Nobody's done it well. Division one and two, no. Anthem, no. Nobody's really pulled it off. Like the the ongoing looter shooter. Like truth be told, Destiny's pulled pulled it off despite probably they shouldn't have <laughs> they probably shouldn't have, you know you know, I I don't know, in, in, in open world you take God of War and Breath of the Wild and smash together and make it kind of a looter shooter with a huge map, lots to do, you know what I mean yeah, I enjoyed Spider-Man's map clearing as well that was one of the few games that I actually took the time to literally do everything, everything every square inch of the map you know, it was fun. It was really, really fun. Uh, Mythrax says, "What kind of books would you recommend for new readers?" Well, I would need to know age bracket, Mythrax, because it depends, and also, what are you looking for? Are you looking for, you know, intellectual books, philosophical books? Are you looking for fiction, fantasy, romance? Like, I don't know what you're looking for. When you say new reader, do you mean, like, a kid that's new to reading or somebody that just hasn't really done a lot of reading in their life and they want to start reading? Mid-20s? Okay. Well, then, yeah, what, what kind of books are you looking for? Uh, $70 games will just have people waiting for the sale, says Patrick with the $5 tip. Thank you thanks patrick yeah maybe that's possible it it, it could create that 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 delayed thing where people like well when's the sale i'm not buying the game at launch you know what i mean um i suggest comic books i'm serious yeah yeah younger kids especially too but if you're in your mid-20s i would need to know what exactly you know what what exactly you're looking for um My wife tweeted, texted me and said, always Thornton Burgess. I'm going to wait for Mithrax to say more. Uh, King Salty says, I don't remember if you were specific about, uh, what you did yesterday. Uh, or even if you wanted to be, but what did you mean about growing spiritually? If you don't want to answer this, I understand. This is the kind of content that I want to create and do on a different channel. Um... I want to do it on a different channel. I'm open to talking about that side of me, but that's not really something I want to do here. Um, Creature even threw an idea my way last night, and so there's a possibility we might start doing that. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, you would say Fantasy mythrax. So if you're in your mid-twenties and you've not done a lot of reading and you want to start with fantasy, I would start with The Hobbit. That's where I would start. I think The Hobbit is very enjoyable. Very enjoyable. Very fantasy, but it's not dense uh, and it's not daunting. If you can get through The Hobbit and really, really enjoy it, you could move from there to... The Chronicles of Narnia are obviously very much laden with, you know, more younger themes as well as they're very, very much rooted in C.S. Lewis's Christian beliefs. But, um, I love the Chronicles of Narnia even as an adult. I agree with C.S. Lewis about children's books are often some of the ones that are most needed to be read by adults. I don't know if he said that or somebody said that about his books or whatever. Um... It, yeah, I would say if you can get through The Hobbit, maybe Narnia or maybe then jump to Harry Potter my brother was telling me he's like, oh man, and when your kids are old enough he's like, Harry Potter is incredible so I'd go from, you know, The Hobbit to maybe Narnia to Harry Potter now once you get through all of that and you're really, at that point you you would be, I would say, a a strong fantasy reader then you could get into things like The Wheel of Time and The Lord of the Rings right? or you could get into the game of thrones stuff. I think game of thrones is going to be a little bit more you know, preference too cuz you know they're they're more adult. Then the wheel of time is is dense and incredibly substantive and my brother says it's amazing near the end. Like he says it gets so much it gets it kind of lumps uh, slumps and then it gets much much better. Uh and, and Lord of the Rings is the same. Like, Lord of the Rings is really, really slow and really, really dense, but excellent, right? George at the 20 spot. Howdy, my friend. Got here late. Hope it was a good stream. Thank you. I appreciate that, George. Um, so that'd be my recommendation. Um, I hated The Hobbit. It's way too tedious. I don't want to read 20 pages on how green the grass is. You're thinking of The Fellowship of the Ring, Atwood. Hobbit's pacing is quick and not hyper-descriptive. You're thinking of The Fellowship of the Ring. There's an entire section in The Fellowship of the Ring where he describes the road when they're being chased. In the very, very beginning, when they're on the road and they got the Dark Riders and stuff, you're thinking of The Fellowship of the Ring. The Hobbit is not like that. The Hobbit is short and to the point. The the, the first series in Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, is really, really highly, a lot of the times highly criticized and highly abandoned for that reason people are like this is ridiculous it's so dead it's so descriptive hobbit's got amazing really really accessible pacing so those would be my recommendations and people in chat are making plenty of recommendations as well if if you can get into if you can get into the hobbit that's your inroad to narnia harry potter lord of the rings wheel of time like then the whole world opens up to you if you can get through hobbit i think you'll you'll get a taste for it uh echo hammer or or sven what kind of bands do you listen to that most people wouldn't expect um i mean everybody knows i love foo fighters and explosions in the sky those are like my top two I mean, after that, I don't know if it would blow your mind. I mean, I listen to virtually everything. The only thing I don't really get down with is country and hip-hop. Those are the two, the- are the two genres that just never landed on me. Um, so the really heavy music, like August Burns Red, uh, you know, you know, way back in the day, I listened to heavy stuff all the time. It's hard to listen to heavy stuff at length now. Um, you know, the new Foo Fighters album is great. I really, really liked it and uh yeah I like Biffy um yeah I don't think I'm gonna shock you with any of the stuff I like to listen to there's an Italian there's an Italian pianist ha <laughs> there's an Italian piano player that I absolutely adore his one album it is beautiful and I can never remember his name he has a song like Nova Nova Blanche or something that's how I always find him it's like my favorite song by him, and I always forget his name. Um, I always have to look up that song, and then I find his album and find his name. Uh, uh, Nova, I think it's Nova Blanche or something. I'm I'm not I'm I'm probably getting the name wrong, or Blanche Nova or something. I am bad about this. It's something like White Clouds, but it's in it's not it's not in English. Um I can't find it. My wife has it marked somewhere. Wait, I think I liked the one song so I would remember it. No, I didn't. Um Yeah. I don't I got I gotta save it. I never save it. I, I do it every time. And I never save it, and then I can never think of his name. Uh Uh Recently learned that Dave Grohl was in Nirvana. Yeah, he's a drummer for Nirvana. Yep, yep, yep. Uh Orphan Twin says E3 this year was whack. It felt propped up and overextended in my opinion. Is there any saving that? There was a time that I looked forward to it. I mean, <sighs> I think E3 waited too long to adapt is is what I think. I think in-game conference in in-person conferences are permanently damaged by 2020 and the sickie. I think in in-person conferences are permanently damaged. They're 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 going to struggle for the foreseeable future. And the more people get comfortable with watching announcements from conferences and stuff at home, the more those in-person conferences are going to struggle. E3 uh, Gamescom packs. Nuvola Bianche. That's it. That's the name. That my, I think that's it. I think that's it. That's the name of the uh, I think that's the name of the song. Um it's like it's I think it's I think it's one of the it's such a great piano song. And you're in control. Get out of here. Wait, like, I whenever I go to use an app and they're like, hey, did you know I know that I wanna use my app right now. Ludovic... Ludovic, Oh, wait, 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 wait. I just clicked play. I don't want to play it here. I didn't mean to click play. Um, His name is Ludovico Enadi. Enadi. Here, if I press... I'm going to press play on this, and then I'm going to do song, and I'm going to talk over it, and then I'm going to immediately stop it, so that way um, you guys can have the spelling in chat. There we go. And I'm going to go back to my copyright free stuff there you go it's in chat Nightbot just put it in chat that's his name Ludovico Enaldi, he has an album that that is from and I it's it's like a it's like a therapeutic album for me that that album um Ludo yeah here we go what's the name of the album let me find the album that's from una Matina is the album Una Matina by that guy. It's got like a blue cover. Beginning to end, it is wonderful. It is a wonderful album. Um, if you're wanting to read or write or be productive, that album is a great album to put on by Ludovico and Audi. So I don't know what they're supposed to do with E3, Orphan Twin. I think they waited too long to adapt. I think the live streaming audience and the and the coming together for like a week to just talk new games and trailers I think there's something there and maybe Jeff Keeley can figure it out you know maybe Jeff Keeley can figure it out because he's got his thing that he's trying to do um, I think more and more companies are just going to start doing their own thing because they can build a studio and be in control of the messaging and consistently do little announcements and trailers and things you know what I'm saying So, E3 is probably on its way out you know I'll always be able to say like I hosted the last year. <laughs> the last in-person big year of E3, you know, <laughs> I got to host. And then it was and then after that it was over. I was so bad. I was so bad that they killed it. Mithrax says, if the Siki is gone, which countries would you like to visit and would you think of visiting the Middle East? It depends on where in the Middle East. I've been to Turkey. Uh uh I've been to um, Istanbul. And even further out in in some of the more eastern parts of Turkey. And I really enjoyed that. Uh, It was a beautiful country. Beautiful country and very great people. Um, Great mustaches and a lot of tea. They drink a lot of chai. And they're always very friendly. Uh, I would like to go... It'd be fun to go to the UK and meet a bunch of people out there like Hilly and others. You know, Guys like Light Leap and stuff that have supported the stream for a really long time. It'd always be cool to hang with those guys in person. Um. So yeah, I don't I don't get big on like, oh, I really want to see the world. I don't have that. What's that called? That wanderlust. I don't have that. <laughs> I don't I do not have that. I like staying home. I like being home. I like being with my family. Um That was the worst part about traveling to host and shoutcast. I hated being away from my family. I would get really melancholy as soon as I was in the Uber going to the airport. It was tough. It was really tough on me. Um, and I don't do well in those environments when I'm kind of down. So it's it, it it's probably good that, that that aspect of the business isn't really there, you know? What's your favorite cuisine? Mexican. Quesadillas, burritos, tacos. Oh, man. Chips and salsa, homemade salsa, homemade queso. Oof, I could eat Mexican for the rest of my life. Oh, I love it. I love it more than more than pizza burgers and as much as i love pizza burgers and steak you know like american staples oh man tex-mex and ge- and also genuine like when i was out in mexico city we went to a couple of places with like the street tacos and they would shave the meat off right there and the corn tortillas i think are superior i think corn tortillas are superior for flavor and uh, oh gosh i ate so much the one night i got sick i ate way too much Mexican but not a tequila guy? No. Mexican beer. I love Mexican beer, but no, I do not like tequila. It doesn't agree with me. It does not agree with me. So. Okay. We got to sh- we gotta shift gears. Maybe that's just the show. <laughs> I swear we get into a better lane and a better headspace and we're just like, yeah, let's just do an AMA. <laughs> what are we doing? Forget all this gaming, you know? No one cares about any- I'm just it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It. I am just kidding. I am just kidding. <laughs> get more interaction and more questions about me than about the dadgum topics today. Freaking unbelievable. <laughs> Let me get you guys a link. We're, we're going to use live redirect. <laughs> we're going to use live redirect. Let me make sure the Dark Souls stream is featured on the channel. Um, I do like ending the stream with AMA. It is fun. We did that yesterday. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I'm I'm giving you guys crap. I'm giving you guys crap it's not it's not your fault today was i think was it's possible it's a mixture of the holiday friday and you know maybe the topics just weren't hitting as strong as we thought they were going to uh let's end the poll <clears throat> we intend to talk about the topics but chat's more interested with you i i, I creature continues to say that it's supposed to be a, it's me i'm like i don't think so but maybe he's right Alright, we got the link in chat. We got it pinned at the top. 310 votes on the poll. Video game prices, should they start charging 70 or more? Yeah, a lot of no's there. Uh, Mostly people saying no. So, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. Um, And, let us get ready for the big time. Now, unfortunately... Uh. No, that's not what I want. I I need to run OBS as an administrator. We got to figure out why my gaming rig is consistently having like system-wide hitches. It's really frustrating. Um It's really really frustrating. That's going to that's going to be rough today. It's going to be rough today in in Dark Souls if I get like a system-wide hitch in the middle of a fight cuz it it doesn't happen often, but it happens like once or twice. Um, so, it's it's the whole machine. It's not OBS. I thought it was OBS, but it's not OBS. So, um, and also there's a way there's a way to go into Task Manager and go to OBS and set priority to real time. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. That might help too. Okay. Alright, there you go. Link in chat. It should redirect you, okay? It should redirect you. Let me make sure I have a redirect set up. I, I, I probably do. I just want to double check. Okay. It should redirect you. If it doesn't, the link is in chat, and it's a featured video on the channel, uh, right now. Okay? I'll see you guys over there. Dark Souls 3, you're gonna come watch me rage. I'm, I'm sure you guys will love it. Alright?